Welcome to the Business and Personal Development Podcast with Chris Haroon, where you'll find tips on how to take your career to the next level. Next level. When did it become a crime to succeed in this country? Everyone has access to the information, we just know how to analyze it better. We spotted a suspect trading pattern. You must get pins like that every day. All three firms have links to Bobby Axelrod. Play hard, play clean, be careful out there. Let's talk about finance lessons from the first episode of Billions based on my work experience at Goldman Sachs in New York City and based on my work experience at the top hedge funds in the world. Now, be sure to comment, please, and like, and stick around, because at the end of this video, I'm going to grade the episode for Wall Street realism. Now, this show, Billions, is incredibly well-researched in many respects, and also in terms of how much money you can make at a hedge fund. What'd you take down last year? $7.2 million. Your value to the firm is absolute. $7.2 million. Feel that. Hedge fund employees make a percent of how much money they made the firm in a given year. Now, I've worked with people at hedge funds that have made hundreds of millions and more than $7 million, certainly. Now, the way compensation works is many hedge funds keep 20% of what they make. So if a hedge fund manages $1 billion and they're up $1 billion in a year, meaning 100%, then 20% of the $1 billion in profits is $200 million. And a good hedge fund portfolio manager or, or analyst can make half of the 20%, meaning 10%. So this guy here who made $7 million likely made the firm $70 million. 20% of $70 million is $14 million. And half of that is the $7 million that he made. Yes, it's a lot, but many make way more working at hedge funds. Now, the government employee here played brilliantly by Paul Giamatti knows that Bobby Axelrod, played by Damien Lewis, repeatedly breaks the securities laws in order to make money. The good matador doesn't kill a fresh bull. You wait until he's been stuck a few times. The moment I let someone in a government office tell me what I can or cannot buy, I may as well close the shop, and I'm not closing the shop. Paul Giamatti plays a lawyer named Chuck Rhodes and is likely based on real life on two government lawyers. The bad side of Chuck Rhodes' character may represent, and this is my opinion, may represent disgraced former New York Attorney General Elliot Spitzer. Now, Elliot Spitzer was the government of New York State, but he was fired for certain reasons. Now, the good side of Paul Giamatti's character is based on former New York District Attorney, who I respect a lot, named Preet Bharara, who was a United States attorney who successfully prosecuted many people I know uh, in the hedge fund industry. And the part of the show that is, let's say, great writing uh, is that Chuck Rhodes' wife, Wendy, works for the hedge fund billionaire Bobby Axelrod. And Chuck suspects that they're having an affair, which is one reason Rhodes is adamant about bringing down Axelrod and his giant ego. Walk away. I should. But then again, what's the point of having money if you never say all right, let's discuss episode uh, number one. All right, and that vlog will be published uh, on Monday. Uh, we're doing something a little bit different with my channel. We're only going to publish a couple of times uh, per week, maybe once per week. Uh, and so if you have questions uh, about any movies or books you've read about business or finance, 
I want to humbly help you understand them uh, from a real world perspective based on my work experience. Now, quick shout out uh, to Paul Brow, uh, who's one of my amazing uh, MBA students uh, from uh, Barcelona for sending me this, this great sweatshirt. I appreciate it. Thank you. My kids think I'm sort of cool now. Sort of. All right, so welcome to our 195th uh, weekly webcast. And so the way this call works is this is an AMA, meaning ask me anything. You can ask me business questions, career questions, uh, investing questions, anything you want to, so I can humbly take your career or your investment portfolio to the next level. Now, I answer the questions in the order in which I receive them here, so please type your questions. And what I'll do is later on, after I go through all the questions, I'll open up Zoom uh, in case you wanna ask me questions over Zoom or show me a spreadsheet or ask me anything, really. Now, to join the Zoom call, uh, what you do is you go to harunmba.com Zoom, which I'll open up in a little while today. All right, so let me kick it off with a question that was uh, last night, actually, at, at 2 in the morning. And by the way, if you post questions uh, really, really early in the morning, I don't see them. This one made it through. is from uh, Renvir, who wrote, uh, hey, Chris, hope you're doing well. Likewise, uh, good to see you. Uh, and then you wrote, you have a video on how to interpret the daily treasury uh, statement. I don't. But if you're curious about what the government interest rates are and what the market is pricing in for interest rates uh, and also for mortgage rates. It's pretty simple. All you do is you go to uh, treasury.gov. Okay, I'll show you. So let's go together to treasury.gov. And this is how they do it on Wall Street too. This is the data they analyze. Then you go to data here, okay? And then you go to yield curve. And this will show you what the, what the market is expecting uh, rates to be. And so as of January uh, 3rd of this year, the market was pricing in rates to be 2% for the 30 year. And mortgages are kind of based on this as well. As of today, if we go all the way down here, whoa, today is, or yesterday is August 10th, it was 3.04. So that's a 100 basis point move, which is a massive move. If you have additional questions about that, uh, please let me know and thank you as always. All right, next up, I have got, uh, uh, Morris wrote, uh, good morning, Chris, good morning. Uh, would, you, uh, would you provide uh, your workflow and tools to get from dreams to goals to actions? Uh, many flows I tried too many times to keep in sync with my mind uh, and things change often uh, in our dynamic. Yeah, I love to use a product called OneNote that many of you know about, which is free from Microsoft. I use it on my iPad to be able to draw out and map out my life. But what I also use uh, is a daily scheduler. Uh, I, I created this myself. This is kind of like a premium version in my, my MBA program, but I've got a free version that every, everybody can download as well. And all you have to do is, and I don't ask for your email or anything, uh, but you go to my, my website as follows, harunmba.com slash schedule. Okay, right, right here. And tons of my students use this. You click here to download it. It's in PowerPoint format. Uh, you can also use Google Slides for it or any uh, software product that does presentations. And so once you download it, and this is the methodology I recommend uh, in order to get a lot more accomplished every single day. This works, I, I promise you. This is me buying time trying to open it here. All right, so if you want to get something done, give it to a busy person. And most people give up on their New Year's resolutions by the third week of January. And the reason is because they don't set deadline dates and they don't vocalize their goals. Well, you can actually vocalize your goals and set deadline dates in this daily planner here. So you can change it around completely if, if you want to. Just get rid of this uh, yellow box here. Again, download this from harunmba.com slash all lowercase 
schedule. And I recommend writing out your schedule every day uh, the night before, during the week at least. Don't do it on weekends, it'll drive you crazy. And at the end of every single day before you create tomorrow's schedule, you can score yourself. You can take off maybe, I don't know, five or 10% for each meeting you missed, or if you didn't go to the gym, uh, and this is kind of personal for me, but if I didn't say my prayers, I'd take off more than 10%. If I didn't put family first, I'd take off uh, uh, five or 10% diet, et cetera, uh, that sort of thing. And again, you can customize this completely as, as well uh, to set deadline dates here and your North Star goals. So again, go to uh, harunmba.com uh, slash schedule, all lowercase, uh, in order to download that, that free product. I don't ask for your email or anything. Okay. All right, next up, um, uh, you wrote, I work best when I have uh, all in my head, uh, but now I started to juggle multiple projects and context switching. It makes it daunting, but having a hard time writing uh, what I'm thinking uh, as I think fast and dynamic. Yeah, so the way that I work, and I've been up for several hours, I already got my workout in this morning, is I love to multitask. And so I, I found that when I was in university, when I was younger, um, if I got up an hour early to study every day, that was like worth 10 hours of, of work at night. And a, a hack to trick your brain into thinking you just woke up so you're fresh all day long is to exercise while you're working. And this is what I do as well. I get my 20,000 steps, I try to at least, with this treadmill I've got under my desk here. Now, this is a, a the cheapest treadmill on the market. Uh, it's just under $500 on Amazon. I can show you the link if you guys care. Let me know. Uh, and what I do is it's below the desk here and it goes a maximum of six miles per hour. And then what I do is I, I have this desk here that goes goes up and down uh, as, as well. So I get work done. And you don't even realize that you're actually getting getting work done or that you're actually stepping on this either. After a while, you kind of forget about it. Sorry, the water's in the way there. Uh, but I find it really helps me to you know, uh, kill two birds with one stone, I can accomplish a hell of a lot more because I'm feeding this. And when you feed this and you treat your, your entire body correctly or properly, this works a lot gooder or better as, as my mom would always correct me. Yeah. So I find that exercising helps helps a lot. And you can get one of these stand-up desks too on Amazon that they're pretty cheap. Again, I can provide you with the links uh, if you're interested uh, as, as well. Thank you. Okay, and I drink tons of water all day, and this helps me to be able to focus much, much better as well. Um, we are 60% water, yeah. And I also, I, I treat myself right by every Sunday, what I'll do is I'll create seven of these. Um, and basically it's greatest hits of every antioxidant you can think of, kale, etc., cetera, uh, which helps me to stay uh, somewhat alert throughout the day and accomplish more. Last thing I'll say on this is um, when you watch a movie, you know, it, it, the soundtrack really puts you in a peak mental state. Uh, and so what you can do is if you have uh, A-L-E-X-A or S-I-R-I, uh, you can ask those devices to play classical music from movies that really inspire you. Uh, my favorite soundtrack is Interstellar because, you know, you set the soundtrack for your own life and that can help you uh, accomplish a hell of a lot more as well. Thank you for the question. All right, next up, uh, Jack wrote, uh, uh, Dear Chris, hey Jack, uh, would you mind giving me some advice on my website? I use it for applying quantitative uh, hedge funds uh, in uh, Taiwan. Uh, and I can't see the website address here. If you want, what you can do is you can email me at admissions at haroonventures.com, uh, that link, and I'll take a look here. YouTube strips it out 
If you send me that link, let me know here in the chat, please, so I know to go to and, and look at it. And thank you. And you're going to love my vlog on Monday because I talk about billions um, based on my career working in the hedge fund industry. And a lot of it is pretty realistic as well. All right. And then the week after, I'm going to be doing uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. And it's going to be longer vlogs, like 20 to 30 minutes, I think. Um, and it's going to be professionally edited by Matt Lacuse, who's my great chief creative officer in my company. He's awesome. Okay. All right. Uh, next up, uh, Namai wrote, uh, I'm on several of your uh, Udemy courses. Thank you. I have no questions, but I wish you and your family a good day. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. And I, I now officially have three teenage boys. This is from years ago. Obviously, uh, this guy, Dylan, he's 13 now, 13 going on 30. Yeah. Three teenage boys. It's crazy, but, but it's a lot of fun. And for those of you with, with kids, statistically, by the time your child is 12 years old, you've already spent 90% of the time you'll ever spend with them. So ditch work, please, to spend time with your kids. And I remember one day I missed, uh, uh, I was supposed to go to Andrew Daddy uh, uh, breakfast day at school, uh, at PTS, the school he went to here in the Bay Area. And I missed it because I had an important meeting. And I remember missing that meeting, but or meeting uh, missing that breakfast with him, but I can't remember what the meeting was for. That's how important that meeting was, not at all. Spend time with your kids. You can't get that time back. All right. Uh, uh, thank you, Namai. Uh, and then Namai wrote, um, also, I don't mind uh, your nose. Uh, you're not ugly. Okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And, and I think you're talking about that because last week I was saying that um, whenever I wear my mask uh, with COVID, I, more women look at me than usual. And then when it's off, they're like, oh my God, no, no, put it back on. Yeah. I'm kidding. All right. If I can't laugh myself, who can I laugh at? Yeah. It takes a man to suffer ignorance and smile. Be yourself no matter what they say. It's a great quote from a song by Sting called Englishman in New York. Uh, great, great to see you. Thank you. All right. So you said, I don't mind your, your, your nose. Uh, you're not ugly. Thank you. Uh, I called myself ugly last week. You said you're, you're a good human being. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. God bless you. Uh, and then you said beautiful inside and out. Thank you. Uh, and then obviously not everybody can be your type. Uh, love that you were able to make fun of yourself last week. And thank you so much for that. No, I, I appreciate it. Thank you for the, for the emoji as well. Yeah. It is huge though. But, and I'm a humble Canadian, but not now. I can kick anybody's ass in skiing or running because this is aerodynamic. Okay. So when I tuck, it just, it, it just works. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, next up, I've got Hisham. Hisham, how are you? He was one of my students when I used to teach during the evenings at San Francisco State. Best students on the planet, better than any other Bay Area school. There's no entitlement there. And Hisham used to sit front row right, uh, and he was interested in banking, uh, and he worked at Amazon as well. I think you're still at Amazon. Great to see you, brother. Uh, she wrote, uh, good morning, Chris. Uh, hope you, Christine, and the boys are great. I have a quick question. Sure. Uh, in private equity, is debt financing the most popular way of funding? And how is it different uh, from a leveraged uh, buyout? Thanks. Yeah, it's actually quite similar. So private equity firms are, are similar to hedge funds in that they make money by charging a 2% annual fee and a 20% incentive fee. And what they do is they have funds. And the money they have in funds they raise from investors, they'll invest in a lot of companies and try to turn them around and make them more successful 
uh, by firing the management team, breaking it up, et cetera, which is what Carl Icahn has done in the past with eBay, breaking it into two companies, eBay and PayPal. In addition to using money they raised from investors, they also use debt. Okay, and they love to look at companies that are cheap on a cash flow basis so they can lever up, uh, meaning they take on a lot of debt to invest in the company, uh, turn it around, and then they harvest that asset by selling it back to the general public through an IPO in many occasions. If you want to learn more about that, a great book that I read when I was 15 back in 1987 uh, was called Barbarians at the Gate. Uh, which talks about how Henry Kravis uh, did a management buyout, which is like a leverage buyout uh, on a comp on Nabisco, which is the national biscuit company. Barbarians of the Gate, check it out. Okay. Um, uh, and then you wrote, uh, next up, Roberto wrote, um, how can I land a job in finance if I have no experience in the field? All my experience is in other unrelated areas, uh, my family's company, uh, I apply to jobs, uh, but but no luck. You can do it by networking like crazy. And so I have one student in my Platinum MBA program that started this January. He has an undergrad. And what he did, he just got a job at Goldman Sachs uh, working in investment banking. Uh, his start class, he's with the associate class, Harvard Business School students right now, uh, making 175 base. And one of the ways he did it was by networking aggressively. Okay, and he did not work in finance before that. And so what you do is you set up a lot of networking meetings and just understand that people want to help you. All you got to do is ask. Yeah. Now, in order to network uh, and to get a lot of informational meetings, the best thing to do is have an up-to-date uh, LinkedIn profile. Okay, and I want you to opine a lot. I want you to write an article once a week on LinkedIn and think of yourself as a thought leader. I think, therefore, I am. And eventually, once you write lots of articles, people will think of you as a thought leader. Now, in terms of setting up uh, informational meetings, it's really easy. All you do is you send people LinkedIn messages that have something in common with you. And I used to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open up and get all, get all personal here, uh, but um, I didn't really leverage my, my roots that much. Uh, and I remember uh, around like 9-11, I was on the no-fly list because my Arabic last name, it, it was awful. And then what I started doing was, was leveraging my roots. And I'm very proud of my background. I'm part Lebanese, part uh, Egyptian, Canadian too, though. Um, and so what I, what I did was I started setting up informational meetings uh, with people that have stuff in common with me. You know, And so I did that and I got this book, actually, and a meeting uh, with John Mack. Uh, who's the CEO of Morgan Stanley. And he sent me this really nice note after, after I, I met with him uh, as, as well. Uh, and so you got to leverage what you have in common with people, right? And so what you might want to do is you might want to send a message to somebody over LinkedIn uh, and say something, maybe you're both part of a Lebanese club, for example. You can say, I'm also part of the Lebanese business club. And I also went to McGill University. Please let me know if you have time for a coffee. You don't say why you want to meet, Okay but you list two things in common. So here's exactly how you type that message in LinkedIn. You send an email because I know everybody on this call here has opened every email you've ever received, but we don't open any emails anymore. So the contents of the email are as follows. The subject line is high and the contents are as follows. You find two things uh, in common. John, hope all is well, I'm making this up. I also went to McGill University. I'm also a member of the Lebanese Business Club. Please let me know if you have time uh, for a quick coffee or a Zoom call. Thanks a lot, your future boss. 
No, no, thanks a lot, Chris. And people take those meetings. You have to understand people want to help you. All you have to do is ask. Now, I, I know some of you are thinking, well, Chris, should I tell them why I want to meet? And I say no to that. And the reason I say don't is because they probably won't respond, okay? Not because they don't want to help you. They might feel bad they can't, right? And like, you don't want to say, I want to get a job or I want to work at your company or I want to raise money. You don't do that. You get the, you get a meeting with them first, one-on-one, -on -one, okay? And in my Platinum MBA program, what I do is I write your entire LinkedIn profile myself, okay? And I help you to market yourself. Our next class starts on Friday, September 30th. It lasts a year. Go to harunmba.com for more details. No more shameless plugs. Uh, I'll end my infomercial now. Uh, but I promise you people want to help you. All you got to do is ask. Now, when you get that meeting, uh, what I want you to do, please, is for the first 10 minutes of that meeting, I want you to bond with them. You'll never get that second chance to make a great first impression. Okay, so bond with them. Talk about what you have in common with them. You know, uh, if you're not sure what to talk about in an informational meeting, what you can do is go to the Twitter profile of that person and see who they follow. You know, if they follow athletes, baseball players, whatever, you can talk about that in the meeting. Um, just bond first, always. Never jump right into business. I promise you because relationships are more important than product knowledge. Okay, next question. All right. Um, but if you network a lot, you will get that. You will get a job eventually. I promise you. Don't just send in your resume because every time you see a job opening online, statistically, this is crazy. It's a staggering statistic. Statistically, you've got a one in 250 chance of getting a job by just sending in your resume. The person that gets the job always knows somebody at the company. So those are the rules. Networking gets to know people at the company. And I promise you it'll work out exceptionally well for you. Relationships are more important than product knowledge. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, next up, uh, uh, Ordeance. Uh, first time I've seen you on the call. I hope you join us again. Thank you. You wrote, uh, I have a YouTube finance channel. Any ideas on which topics do well and resources I could immerse myself in, Chris? Thanks. Yeah. Um, so right now, what, I, what I'm doing, uh, you guys know Mr. Beast, yeah? Uh, so he's got like 100 million uh, subscribers. So I'm taking a, a course right now uh, by a guy that just wrote a book with Mr. Beast. His name is Daryl Eves. Uh, great guy. Uh, and it's, it's called uh, YouTube Jumpstart. Um, and he's starting to teach me on how to grow a YouTube channel. Now, I've never in the past couple of years created any YouTube content for the sake of getting tons of views, right? But basically, he's taught me a couple of hacks, okay? One of them is this. You want to take all your content into different buckets, okay? So, for example, have different series. So, for me, starting this Monday, I'm going to be creating a series called Wall Street Pro Reacts 2. Wall Street Pro Reacts to Billions TV, uh, TV show and other things. And eventually, if you create series like that, the YouTube algorithm will pick up on that. And recently, what I did was for a lot of my how-to videos on my vlog, uh, I put uh, in brackets after them in the title, uh, Finance Explained, right? And so, if you keep doing that, the YouTube algorithm will pick up on that pattern and serve up more videos. Another thing that, that I did wrong, which I didn't realize, was in a lot of my videos, there's a card where you click on it, you go to my website to, I don't know, check out my stuff. Um, the problem with that is if you get people off of YouTube to go directly to your website, the YouTube algorithm will punish you. You want to keep people on YouTube always. Yeah. 
Uh, and if you have additional questions, uh, uh, let me know, please. And make sure that it's edutainment as well. You have to enjoy making the content. Yeah. I mean, check out uh, Graham. Don't look at me because I, I, I suck at YouTube. But the good YouTubers out there, there's a guy named Graham Stevens. Look at his channel. Okay. He's, he's great. Yeah. My dad told me only take advice from successful people. Graham's successful. I'm not. Okay. Next up, uh, Mosny wrote, uh, hi, Chris. Hope you're well. Good to see you. Paul, good to see you uh, from Barcelona. Uh, Paul, and thanks so much. Uh, Paul Brow from Barcelona, he, he gave me this. Uh, thank you so much, man. It's great to see you. Great to see you. It was great chatting with you this week too over Zoom. Okay. Uh, and then you wrote, I'm glad to have officially joined uh, the next MBA uh, Platinum program. Thank you. I uh, can't wait to start. I can't wait to have you too. And thanks again for the shirt, man. God bless you. Uh, you wrote one question. Uh, what do you think will happen next in the housing market uh, due to the current economic situation? Yeah. So, you know, longer term, uh, real estate is is probably the best investment you can make um, because of scarcity. My, my grandfather, God bless him, used to say, I love you, man. He used to say to me, Chrissy, buy land. They're not making it anymore. So long term, it's an amazing investment, especially farmland. Don't invest in city property. Uh, because I think in the future, uh, fewer people are going to you know, want to live in the city because we don't really need office buildings because of Zoom, et cetera. Um, so I think longer term, you're fine. Uh, near term, I think there's going to be a bunch of turbulence. And the reason I say that, and you can't time these things, but the reason I see a bit of a pullback in the real estate market uh, is because interest rates are going up and they will go up a lot. Uh, and if you think about it, uh, as interest rates go up, fewer people get mortgages. So there will be some turbulence. The bottom line, though, is you always want to buy uh, the nice, uh, the crappiest house in the nicest neighborhood instead of vice versa. And you can use Zillow for, for comps as well. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, uh, Ardian uh, wrote, Hi, all. I just completed the MBA in one course uh, on Chris's website. Does anyone know how to get a certificate? Thanks. Yeah. So certificates should be created for you at the end of the course. If you have issues, uh, what you can do is email support at haroonventures.com. And thank you. Appreciate it. All right, next up, uh, 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 Pulasli wrote, uh, hey, Chris, uh, I finished your cryptocurrency course. Thank you. I learned a lot from the course. Uh, thank you for your effort in creating the course. Thank you. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, and I worked so hard on that course. And this is crazy. This is nuts. I worked so hard on that course that I got a knock on my door from the NSA. And I was terrified. The guy came in from the NSA and he sat down and talked to me. And the reason he talked to me was because he was doing a background check on this amazing guy that I hired to proofread all my work. And he didn't tell me why, but I'm pretty sure the NSA was looking at hiring that guy. And I can't release his name. Yeah. But I was scared. All right. Uh, next up, Matthew McLeod uh, from, from Toronto. Uh, great to see you. Or Brantford, actually, where Wayne Gretzky was born. Great to see you. Uh, you wrote that the format of re reviewing the TV show episode seems awesome. And then you wrote awesome sweatshirt too. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. And thanks for the Tim Hortons email you sent me too. Okay. Um, uh, and then a question is about stable coins. I don't have a strong opinion on that. Sorry. Uh, that's from Pulaski. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, Paul wrote, I can't believe you're wearing the FC Barcelona shirt. You look brutal. Yeah. Brutal means good. I love you. Thanks. Okay. Um, uh, and then uh, Adil said, uh, thank you so much for the shirt. Uh, 
said, uh, do you think the market has bottomed in now that inflation numbers like CPI and PPI uh, seem to have come down? Um, I, nobody can call the market bottom. Nobody knows, right? And you, and you just got to be a long-term investor. No one can time these things. Otherwise, you get fooled by randomness. Um, so I look, I'm buying stocks now. I am, right? But I always buy stocks if I see stocks that are oversold. What you want to look at, though, closely is mutual fund and ETF inflows and outflows. Okay, it's, it's, a, it's a good leading indicator of what's coming. In January, there are massive outflows, okay, in ETFs and mutual funds. And if you monitored that data, that would have kind of told you that, you know, people are getting kind of worried about stocks. And that was around when the market peaked on, in early January. So take a look at inflows. All the professionals on Wall Street do it. ETF and mutual fund inflows and outflows. Just do a search on it. There's tons of data out there. Yeah. Okay. Um, next up, uh, Jack wrote, Dear Chris, I sent you an email of my hedge fund uh, resume and education uh, VC draft. Uh, really appreciate it. Thanks. Sure, I'll, I'll take a quick look. Thanks. All right, let me go over here to Gmail. All right. Uh, and, and let me see here. Your name is Jack here. Okay. And this is Daryl. Daryl Eves, the guy I'm taking that, that YouTube course with. Great guy. Okay. So, uh, Jack. All right. So, you wanted me to take um, a, a quick look at this. Okay. Your your website. Um, yeah. Sure. I'll, I'll give you a quick feedback on the website here. And by the way, anybody, if you want, you can also do this. Uh, send me a link to any website, your LinkedIn profile. Take a look and humbly add value any way I can. What I'll also do now is I'm going to open up Zoom in case later on people want to join. Now, to join Zoom, uh, what you do is you go to uh, harunmba.com slash Zoom. HarunMBA. Whoops. Hold on a second, guys. Sorry. So go to uh, harunmba.com slash Zoom. Okay, that's all lowercase. Zoom. Here we go. And then just click this link. harunmba.com slash Zoom. And I'll open up a Zoom uh, pr pretty soon. Okay, let me go over here. Just conserve a little bit of bandwidth. Okay, great. Thanks. All right, so I'm going to take a look here uh, at, at, at your website. Um, Lucifer Mornings. Yeah, I don't, I don't really like the name, to be honest. Um, okay. Um, everything is personal, including this, this blog. Yeah. yeah, let me know why you chose that name. That might turn some people off. Yeah, and your URL is pretty long as well. Mine is sometimes too. Um, I would try to make it shorter. Maybe call it Lucky Trader or something like that. Um, high Standard Asset Management Blackstone Incorporated. Okay, what does Blackstone refer to here? Are, are you affiliated with, with Blackstone or, or not? Yeah. Um, I love the image. It looks great. And what you guys can't see in the bottom right-hand corner is a message box here. I've got the exact same plugin as you. It's great. Helps my business a lot. $19 a month for that plugin. Okay. Yeah. I want to ask you about the name though, okay? Because aside from that, it, it looks it looks pretty good. Make sure it's mobile optimized uh, as, as well. Yeah, home about my blog. Um, I would probably want to list here your, your investment <coughs> your investment framework as well. And so what I do uh, is I have a framework uh, that is um, fundamentals, valuation, and, and technicals oriented. Uh, that, that a lot of my students use. Um, so you might want to talk about your investing approach as well. When I started my hedge fund uh, years ago, I went on my roadshow and I raised money. I had to talk about exactly how I analyze stocks. 
uh, which is using fundamentals, valuation, and technicals. You want to talk about the process you have. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Give me one second to uh, catch up here to the next one. Okay. All right, uh, and Michelle, thank you so much for 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 signing up for my uh, for for my, my YouTube channel. There, you you joined, you got the trophy there. Thank you, appreciate. It. Okay, all right. Um, next up, Inca wrote, uh, "Hi Chris, uh, the jacket is fire. I pre I prefer Real Madrid though. Just kidding. You wrote nice. Uh, then you wrote, uh, thank you, and thank you, Paul. You wrote, what automated uh, personal finance uh, program uh, do you recommend?" Um, I want an app that can categorize all purchases for me uh, to create a, a, a budget. Yeah. So you can use Quicken. Uh, it's made by Intuit. Uh, and there's a web-based version, client-server version as well, uh, to manage your finances. And when you do it, and I used to do this to manage my business using QuickBooks. The great thing about that is it's all automated. And so if you use QuickBooks, for example, to manage a business... I would have all my business bank accounts connected to it and all my credit card statements. So I did no work. And at the end of the year, my account would just download that file from QuickBooks and file my taxes. I also set it up to pay my employees uh, every two weeks automatically, did everything for me. It also sent payroll taxes to state and federal government agencies, uh, as well as all the filings directly to the government. So I would check out uh, Quicken uh, or QuickBooks if it's a business. Yeah, just go to Intuit.com. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, next up, I have got here, and give me one second here, guys. Sorry, it jumps on me sometimes. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, Eric. Hey, Eric, how are you, man? Uh, Eric wrote, uh, Atomic Habits is a good book about habit formation. I also like uh, David Allen's uh, GTG, GTD methodology. Yeah, I, yeah. I, and I love these self-help books as well. My latest thing is this. There's an app called uh, Blinklist that I subscribe to. And what they do is it's Audible-based, and they summarize all books, business books, personal finance, everything, in 15 minutes. You can listen to it. It's awesome. So check it out. It's blinklist.com. Uh, that's the app name. I'm not affiliated with anybody. I'll never take any sponsorships. My students are the only customers I have. Yeah, so I don't get kickbacks. All right. Um, all right. Uh, uh, next up, uh, 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 Manas wrote, um, uh, Messi Haroon is looking dope today. Thank you. Uh, you, you and, and you wrote here, uh, you never told us uh, that you liked Messi. Uh, at, well, Im immense respect for him, but I prefer Ronaldo over him. Uh, and then you wrote, that's me being nerdy again. Uh, how are you today? I'm, I'm great. Thanks. I didn't know this is a messy shirt. Even I'm not a, a football guy. Um, yeah. And thanks again, Paul, for this dope sweatshirt or groovy as the younger generation says. My, my kids now, they, this new thing they say is bet. Whenever something is cool, they say bet. Yeah. Okay. Rita, how are you? Rita wrote, uh, hey, Chris, you look great. Thank you. Thanks to Paul. And then you wrote, sorry about your ear incident. Uh, thank you. I wish you a fast recovery. No, no, thanks so much. Yeah. No, I was, um, uh, I had to go to emerge for it. I, I bought this special earplug that it was, it was awful. It was sticking in my eardrum, but I'm glad it happened because they took a vacuum to take it out. Um, uh, and then what happened was I could hear better than I ever had before. So in hindsight, with crisis comes opportunity. Uh, and then you wrote, I'm glad you're going to, to see the, the hairdresser this Saturday. And remember, 
the shortcut, right? Dude, I actually got my haircut last uh, last Saturday. It, it was cray cray long before. Um, I was 6'4 before, now I'm like 6. Um, but uh, it, it's cut here already. Thanks. Maybe we'll go shorter next time. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Uh, and, and then uh, next up, uh, Manas wrote, uh, by the way, I have a bigger nose than you. Or, or, no, it's impossible. You, you can't win, dude. I win. I win. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then he wrote, uh, I can't ski either because it hardly snows in India. So you, so you know the rest. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the big nose club. It's great. Yeah. Welcome. Um, next up, Mosny wrote, uh, hi, Chris. What are your thoughts on becoming a digital creator? Is it a good path uh, to work towards? Um, yeah. So basically what I would do is I would go to upwork.com and also fiverr.com. That's F-I-V-E-R-R.com and see what other people are selling and how they market themselves and learn those skills. It's not that hard. Uh, you can learn Photoshop through watching tons of YouTube videos on Photoshop or take Phil Ebner's courses on Udemy on it. Um, it's a lot easier than you think and you can make a great career with hardly any startup costs. Again, go to upwork.com or fiverr.com. Yeah. Make sure you enjoy it though. All right. Uh, next up, uh, Eminem, uh, Matthew McLeod uh, from uh, uh, Brantford, Ontario wrote, um, you mentioned that most Canadians RRSPs uh, and RRSP, for those you're not familiar with, is the Canadian equivalent of the retirement savings program like the 401k in America. It's called Register, it stands for Register Retirement Savings Program. Uh, so you wrote here, you mentioned that most Canadians RRSPs have Shopify because they have a percentage of Canadian stocks. Is this true for just everyday Canadian investors as well or, or just for hedge funds? Yeah, so so the way it works in, in, in most countries um, is um, there's tax incentives um, to, uh, to, 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 uh, to invest uh, in the stock market. You get like $20,000 per year. You can invest in many asset classes tax-free in the United States. Now, what a lot of countries do is they force portfolio managers to have a certain percentage of that RRSP or uh, their, their investments for tax saving purposes in domestic stocks. And that's one of the reasons why SAP in Germany trade at a massive premium to Oracle for many, many years, because German portfolio managers had to have a certain percent uh, of their, their, uh, uh, their retirement savings program investments uh, in domestic companies. The same can be said for Canada with Shopify. It's usually the large mutual funds, yeah. Hedge funds, a little bit, little bit less so. Okay. Uh, moving on to Manas, who wrote, uh, my mentor, Chris, please. Uh, I have uh, 30 meetings with top crypto guys uh, in the space right now uh, that will make me a better guy in the space, and it will help me in the future and present, and it will help me raise for crypto. Awesome. Remember to network. Network. That most people will say yes to informational meetings. All you got to do is ask. People want to help you. Um, next up, we got uh, Roben, who wrote, uh, hi, Chris. Uh, good morning. Um, uh, Though here in Riyadh, oh cool, you're, you're from Saudi Arabia. Yeah, nice. Uh, it, is ex it is late. I'm happy to finally attend. Uh, my question is, how can I push my son to continue to finish his grade 12? Perhaps uh, he's got uh, no more motivations. Yeah, yeah. Oof, that, that's, a, that's a tough one. Um, It's hard, man. When I was that age, uh, when I was younger, I remember they thought I had a learning disability and it was because I wasn't passionate about what I was doing. 
Um, and, and then I started getting into technology and I loved doing what I was doing. Uh, and I had a, a lot of mentors uh, that, that had university degrees and high school degrees as well. So maybe you can have uh, your son sit down uh, with, with some of your friends that work in industries that he might be passionate about. Uh, and they can talk about how high school actually helped them get that job. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard, though, at that age to find uh, your passion. It really, really is. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you what. Set up a Zoom call with me uh, and your son, the three of us, okay? Uh, send an email to support at haroonventures.com and, and I'll walk you through it. Yeah, if you want. I, I can help I can help you or just with you, whatever you want. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, all right, Gil, how are you, man? Gil, good to see you. Uh, Gil, thanks for, for joining uh, the, uh, the, the, the my, my YouTube channel there. Appreciate it. Uh, Gil is from the West Coast in Canada. He works in the immigration sector. Uh, he and his fiance or his wife, I think, uh, they have a, a startup that's doing really well in Canada uh, for, for immigration. Awesome. Good to see you, man. Um, next up, we got Ali. Ali, how are you, man? Habibi, great to see you, brother. Uh, you wrote, hi, Chris. Uh, in my new job, I've been asked to prepare the business slash strategic plan. I'm currently using your business plan course to develop uh, the company's business strategy and plan. I wish I could get even 30 minutes one-on-one uh, -on -one Zoom with you, uh, perhaps next week, so I could show you uh, what I've done uh, and to get more guidance from you. Thanks, Chris, and greetings from Zambia. I think you're in my, my MBA program. Uh, if you are, uh, you, you should be able to get access to me uh, in the MBA program as, as well for, for Zoom stuff. Yeah. Um, send an email to support at haroonventures.com and I'll help you out. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Next up, uh, Eric wrote, uh, China wants to control uh, Taiwan, uh, but America uh, is is the big uh, prize. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, we know that uh, Nancy Pelosi, who's the most senior uh, U.S. politician, number three in command, the most senior politician to visit Taiwan in 25 years, which uh, there's a little bit of saber rattling going on between uh, Beijing and, and Biden right now. Uh, and, and I hope it's it's peaceful. Um, I think it will be. I think it's just kind of threats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm a big fan of Taiwan. All right. Uh, next up, Manas wrote, uh, Ethereum is moving to proof of stake now. Proof of words. Uh, uh, what are your thoughts on that? And why is it infinite supply? Yeah. I still love Ethereum a longer term because I love to invest in platforms. If you invest in a platform, a company like a Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever, uh, if you own the road, you charge the cars. And so the reason I've been in Ethereum for years and I'll continue to hold it is because 70% of all NFTs are created on the Ethereum platform. And most uh, companies that go public or do ICOs, initial cryptocurrency offering, are done on the Ethereum platform. The only issue I have, and I can't fully understand this, uh, is the fact that there's no limit on the supply of Ether that can be created. But I still own Ethereum. I publicly disclosed for years the four cryptos I own. Please do your own research first. I own and have owned and will continue to own forever. Uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and Ripple. Yeah. Okay. Um, Next up, uh, Eric wrote, um, how is sending a resume uh, uh, with one of 250 odds different than easily getting any job through a staffing agency? Yeah. Oof. A staffing agency can help, but I think networking can help you a lot more, a lot more. And by the way, if anybody on this call gets a call from a headhunter, 
I want you to take that call and meet with them, even if you're happy in your job. If you don't do that, you're hurting your family. And if your company gives you one of these things, Android handset or an iPhone, whatever, if you have the personal budget for it, what I want you to do, please, is buy the exact same model for yourself so you can take those calls from work. Because if anybody in any company, if any company wants to let anybody go, they can look at emails and find a reason. Yeah. yeah. Staffing agencies are, are, are good, but I, I really believe that networking works a lot, lot better. Yeah. Okay. Um... Next up, uh, Roberto wrote, um, how can you find a, a technical co-founder if you want to start a SaaS company? SaaS is software as a service. It's cloud-based computing. What I recommend doing is um, I recommend going uh, online to meetup.com. And if you go to meetup.com, you can go to any type of meeting in any city in the world covering any topic for free. And so what I would do is I would search for SaaS, S-A-A-S, and whatever city or town you're in right now. And you can go to local meetings for free. Or you can do them over Zoom as well. Again, go to meetup.com. It's a free, great resource. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, and then next up, Manas wrote, Russia is so aggressive. China is also way more aggressive. Can the world afford to have two war fronts at the same time? Uh, if, if yes, um, um, then how and, and why? Yeah, I, I think so. My, my kids asked me recently, they said, Dad, when is this war going to end? Uh, with with Russia and, and, and Ukraine, um, it, and I told them it's look it's it's the new reality. This is the Cold War Part Two. The first Cold War started really in the late 1940s and ended when the Berlin Wall fell uh, in 1989. And I've got a piece of the Berlin Wall right, right here as well. And that changed the world when the Berlin Wall fell because it led to a deflationary economic environment uh, back in the 90s. But I think that that war is going to last for for decades. Right? This is just the next Cold War. It, it's sad. It, it is what it is, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of China, I think China is much more rational uh, than other enemies, um, frenemies, I should say, the United States has had in the past. Much more rational. Um, I don't think it's going to lead to a significant war. I don't. Yeah. All right. Because um, China can't afford it. Yeah. Because if China's economy slows then what you saw with Tiananmen Square back in 1989 when CNN had camera crew there, that's the tip of the iceberg. If the Chinese economy slows, what happens is there's riots everywhere and everybody is a journalist now because everybody has these things. Yeah. Okay, and it was Jim Cramer who said that uh, Chinese communists are the best capitalists. I don't know if I agree, but they're very long-term focused. Yeah, I don't think they're that dumb to start a war. And I don't think the U.S. is either. Yeah, but it would have showed weakness if, you know, if Biden said uh, that uh, that uh, Pelosi is going to Taiwan and she did not. It would show weakness. It's just saber rattling. That's all it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Next up, uh, Manos wrote, thanks for everything. Uh, my mentor, Chris, please. Uh, God bless you and your family forever. See you next week and forever and ever. And thank you for the emojis, especially these ones. God bless you. Thank you. Okay. All right, moving on to Kumar, who wrote uh, lots of hearts. Thank you. Uh, you wrote, um, you know a lot of stories about Silicon Valley. 
maybe you should uh, start a, a short series about Silicon Valley fun facts. I think people will love it and will help your channel grow. Now, thank you. And if you do a search on my YouTube channel on, on Silicon Valley, I've done a bunch of that stuff in the past, including profiling venture capital firms like Sequoia. But I think what I'll do is I'll start stepping up the game a lot and making it much more uh, professional. Yeah. And the new format of vlogs uh, that we're going to be creating um, is, is, is off the charts incredible. Uh, and so what I'm going to do now is uh, I'm going to take a very short break. Okay, stay with me, please. And I'm going to show you a vlog that we published that, that I'm really, really proud of. Um, and then if you want, during this very short break, you can go to um, uh, harunmba.com slash Zoom, all lowercase, to join the Zoom call. I'll be right back. Thank you. You are your own worst enemy. If you think that he or she is out of your league, You're so money, you don't even know. So there's this concept I came up with called the networking match equation strategy, or NME, enemy. It, it applies uh, to dating uh, and to networking. And I explain this in more detail, okay? Why my enemy strategy, your own, your own worst enemy, will change your life. But let me give you an example first in dating. Okay, and then we will apply it to networking for a job or networking for a customer or networking for any reason, really. Have you ever seen somebody else dating somebody and the person they're dating is way better looking than they are? Uh, of course you have. Uh, and you wonder to yourself, how did this person get that other person to go out with them? You know, how did this guy get that perfect woman to go out with them or vice versa? She is so gorgeous, smart, outgoing, and personable but he is not good looking guy and not the smartest guy. How the heck did this guy get in a relationship that doesn't match his looks or intelligence? Now let's bring this equation into balance. Okay, the enemy equation, stick with me here. So he believes in his heart that he's a 10 and she'll believe the same thing. So he's a one out of 10, okay? We, got, we need nine things to get him up to a 10 out of 10, okay, to make this equation balance. This has a lot to do with networking as well, okay? So he's a one out of 10. He thinks he is at first, but he's outgoing. Okay, that's another point. Okay, good, so now he's two out of 10. He's personable, that's another one. Now he's three out of 10. Okay, he deals well with rejection or failure. We're at four now. He's a risk taker, that's a five. He thinks long-term knowing that the pain of not spending the rest of his life with her is way higher than the pain of him getting rejected by her. Okay, now we're at a six. He asks, that's a big one, he asks. You never get what you want in life. You'll never get a raise, promotion, a date, or anything without asking. Okay, we're at seven. He thinks more with his heart and less with his head. He's passionate. We're at eight now. He's incredibly unique, interesting, and impressive in his own ways. We're at 10. The equation is now in balance. Wait a minute. He has more positive qualities. But why do we care? I mean, the equation is in balance. He's a 10, she's a 10. Well, that's the problem. We need five more, so she thinks that he is way out of her league. Oh yeah, we forgot that he is passionate about everything in life, including his job, because he doesn't have a job, he has a passion. He's now a 15, he's passionate about everything in his life, and she's a 10. So in his mind, he is 50% out of her league. That gives him the confidence to ask her out on a date. You are your own worst enemy. If you think that he or she is out of your league, not only are you on par with them, 
you're up here. You're out of their league. The same thing with networking. You can ask anybody you want, not only out in a date, but also for a networking meeting. Why is analyzing love and dating relevant? Well, networking and dating is identical. So if you've ever asked somebody out on a date, you were kind of networking. All right, and hats off to Matt Lacuse, my chief creative officer, for doing an amazing job with that vlog. We're really going to step up our game when it comes to YouTube videos as well. Okay, again, our next video is going to drop on Monday. We'd love to have you guys uh, check it out. Please click the like button, everybody. This helps my channel a lot. I do this for free every single week. This is week 195. Please click the like button and subscribe, please. Thank you. Okay, usually it's my marketing team that asks me to ask you that. Now it's me. Thanks. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, next up, and I'll open up Zoom in a minute. And so everybody, what you can do is just go to um, Haroon uh, MBA, um, let's see here. And Jack, I would change the name of this website here, man. Yeah, uh, go to haroonmba.com slash Zoom. All lowercase, okay? And you can join Zoom uh, right here. Okay, great. And Jack, I said I would love my heart, brother. Okay. Um, all right. Next up, uh, Eric wrote, war is expensive. Uh, the richest countries like Switzerland have not had a war in a long time. Uh, bankers financing from both sides and defense companies are the only ones who truly profit from war. Yeah. And I am embarrassed to say this, but after 9-11, when I worked at Goldman Sachs, the stocks that we all piled into were the defense contractors like Lockheed Martin, uh, ticker LMT, Northrop Grummer, ticker uh, NOC, and General Dynamics, ticker a GD. Uh, and those stocks uh, did did well up until uh, the Berlin Wall fell in 1990, and there's a peace dividend in the 90s, and they picked up again after 9/11, and those stocks will probably outperform again. I just can't ethically bother myself uh, it, it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on to Mobola. Uh, Mobola wrote, um, uh, "Hi Chris, hope all is well. Uh, likewise, I, I learned a lot from your MBA program. Thank you. I appreciate it." Uh, and then you wrote, can you please explain the difference between accounts payable and accounts receivable? Uh, I enjoy the vlog uh, on billions. Uh, it was great. Thanks. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. So accounts receivable and accounts payable. Let me take a step back first and say that all of us with our personal finances and with companies we start, we have to think of ourselves like we're a bank. Okay. If you think like a bank does, you'll be much more wealthy in the long run. So how does a bank think? Well, a bank thinks that if I pay back payments I owe to other people later, as long as I don't infer, uh, incur penalties, I can make more money. Okay. And so big companies like Walmart, Target, Best Buy, et cetera, they all think like a bank, which is why they're successful. So what these big companies do is they pay back their debts as late as they can before they incur fees. And that's the only reason they're in business because in the retail sector, retail is brutal, man. There's a reason they call it Black Friday in the United States. Black Friday is a big shopping day here in America at the end of November. They call it Black Friday because companies are in the red all year long in the, in the retail sector. Then they break even in the, the last week of November every year. And the reason why they, they break even and the, way they, the reason they make money, period, is because they think like a bank. So here's how you think like a bank. If interest rates, hypothetically speaking, are 12%, okay? and you owe money, say on your, your credit card bill every month. Well, if interest rates are 
If you pay back your debt at the end of the month instead of the beginning, before you incur fees, if you pay it back at the end of the month instead of the beginning, you make an extra 1% of your money. And over a year, that's 12%, right? And, and I know it's a bit of a stretch explaining it this way, but that's why you got to think of yourself like a bank when you run a company or your personal finances. Now, let me answer your question about accounts receivable and accounts payable and what the difference is. Accounts receivable is if I sell you something, okay? I sell you this and you buy it from me, but you haven't paid me yet, right? You signed the paperwork, I gave it to you. So I need to get that money. I need to receive that account from you. Accounts payable is, is the opposite. You know, let, let's say that I owe, I don't know, Squarespace, my, my website hosting service uh, money. I haven't paid them yet but the service has been rendered. They give me their product or service. That's accounts payable. Okay, so always think of yourself like a bank when you're running a company and your personal finances. Pay everything back at the last second if you can, as long as you don't incur any interest or expense or penalties. Yeah, okay. All right, um, and then everybody keep joining uh, Zoom. There's a bunch of people on, on Zoom right now. Keep joining uh, and then I'll, I'll open it up uh, in a minute. Thanks, go to harunmba.com Zoom. Okay. Um, next up, uh, Roberto, and keep typing your questions if you have questions here, please. All right. Roberto wrote, um, how hard is it to get debt funding to start a lending company? Is it the same process uh, as, as a startup? Yeah. Please don't ever, ever, ever raise money from a bank to start a company. This is for everybody. It's a generic answer for everybody. The reason I say that is because banks are chicken. If you're late with one payment, they can take everything. I want you to raise money from high net worth investors, okay? And you get that by networking. Raise money from high net worth investors first, and then eventually from venture capital firms, okay? And the reason I say high net worth investors first is because the sales cycle is quite short. It can be two or three meetings uh, until you raise the money. And I teach about this in my courses, my MBA program, and all that stuff. You leverage your network and you meet new people to raise money. And I teach you how to create a 10-page PowerPoint presentation in my courses and MBA program as well on how to do this. And when you raise money, what I want you to do is I want you to pay yourself the same salary you're making right now in your company. Okay, I don't want you to use your own money unless you have tons of it, then do it. Otherwise, I want you to raise enough money so you can pay yourself the same salary. You can do it. You can do it. Just network a lot. I promise you it works. My methodology humbly works. I have one student uh, named Jim who graduated last year in my Platinum MBA program. He just raised $11.5 million uh, from Tim Draper and other investors. Tim Draper is the, one of the investors uh, in, in Baidu, uh, Tesla, uh, SpaceX, etc. Yeah, you can do it. Just set up tons of meetings. I promise you. Uh, and if you have questions on how, etc., cetera, uh, let me know here. I'm here to humbly help. Yeah. Okay. All right, next up, Alan, how are you? Uh, Alan uh, Curlidou, who, who's from France. Uh, he, um, I think, I, yeah, I taught you at, uh, during the evenings years ago at the Halt International School of Business, either un undergrad or MBA, I can't remember, but it's great to see you again, man. Uh, so Alan wrote, uh, hey, Chris, uh, during your time in investments, uh, were you on the buy side or the sell side? Uh, any tips to appropriately engage retail clients like investors to maximize stocks? Uh, perhaps? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I was on both the buy side and the sell side. So when I worked at Goldman Sachs, I was on the sell side, right, on the trading floor. Uh, and then I went to Citadel Big Hedge Fund, which is the buy side. Yeah. And I started my own hedge fund as well, which is the buy side. Yeah. 
Uh, and for anybody confused about what that means, just go to my YouTube channel and do a search on finance ex finance roles explained. I, I did a, a long vlog on that uh, years ago uh, using Powtoons. Yeah. Uh, and then you wrote here, any tips to uh, appropriately engage retail clients, meaning investors, to maximize stock uh, upsells? Yeah. The best, but the best way is by networking. And what people don't realize is that most people that work in the finance industry work in sales. It's true. People work in sales. And if you want to make partner at a firm like a Goldman Sachs or a venture capital firm or a law firm even, partner is a euphemism for salesperson. You have to learn how to sell. Same thing with, with great CEOs and entrepreneurs. Uh, they're, they're salespeople. That's what they are. Yeah. Remember, relationships are more important than product knowledge. Yeah. And if you have additional follow-ups, anybody or Alan, uh, let me know and thank you. All right, Adiposi uh, from, uh, from Nigeria. It was great Zooming with you yesterday, buddy. And thank you so much for all your questions. I'm so sorry I didn't have more detailed answers on those questions. I felt bad about it last night. I was thinking about that um, uh, in terms of, uh, of, of investment alternatives we talked about. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and then uh, Adiposi told me uh, on June 1st, when I first met him um, uh, at my Wednesday program, my MBA program, he said, uh, with pain comes your purpose. You find your purpose through pain. I, I love that saying. Thank you. It's a great quote. You're a prophetic writer. And so Adiposi wrote, uh, hey, Chris, uh, love the shirt. Thank you. Thanks for that, that emoji, too. Thank you. It's different, eh? I don't think I've ever worn pink before. Yeah. What is that there? Becco. Cool. Thank you. All right. Um, uh, moving on to Eric, uh, who wrote, um, uh, what do you suggest for someone who has multiple good career possibilities, but has trouble deciding uh, which, which path to take? Yeah. So, so what I think you should do, if anybody has a difficult decision to make in life, I want you to open up Microsoft Excel, and I want you to make two columns, okay? And the rows are different questions to ask yourself. The two columns are which path. And then what I want you to do is I want you to rank one out of 10 for each one of the criteria. Like for example, uh, let's say that you're thinking about uh, going to Goldman Sachs for a job offer you got or McKinsey. You're like, God, I don't know which one to take. So column A, or call, yeah, one column is gonna be Goldman, the other one's gonna be McKinsey. And the questions you ask yourself, you're gonna grade as follows. Compensation. Which is better out of 10? Well, Goldman is a 9 out of 10. McKinsey is a 7. Quality of life. Goldman's a 2 out of 10. McKinsey is an 8. Because McKinsey, they bring you back to the home office every Friday, no matter where you are in the world. Number three. Culture. Which people do I like more? That sort of thing. And then what you do is you add up the criteria at the end, and that's your final score. Without data, you're going with your gut only, which is not enough. And if you have more questions about that, let me know. Or you can search my YouTube vlog and download the template I just talked about uh, by searching for difficult decision. Yeah. Okay. Now, always quantify things. Okay. Um, give me one second here. Ah. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, next up, uh, uh, Mina. Hey, Mina, how are you? Uh, Mina is from Greece. Great to see you. She's a rock star developer. She has great video games she's creating. Uh, and she also works uh, uh, in the airline industry. She's very successful. She's great. Um, so Mina wrote here, hello, Chris and everyone. Hope all is great. Uh, greetings uh, from Wales. Oh, cool. You must be there on, on a travel stop off as well. Thank you. And thank you so much for the advice you gave me two years ago uh, with respect to vacuuming my, my computer every single year. 
Um, and, and you guys have to do this because there's so much dust in your computer. So thank you for that, that tip. I do that every year because of you. Great to see you. And thank you for mentoring my other students as well and helping them with their personal issues. God bless you. Okay, uh, moving on to Myris who wrote, uh, on the war subject and networking. I dropped a message uh, at a streamer uh, from UA that I followed uh, to come uh, around uh, in 48 hours. Uh, they were in my house networking and the courage to ask if they needed help was key. Yes, yes. Asking you'll receive. It's prophetic and it's been true since the beginning of time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then you wrote, uh, so network everybody. Be authentic. It's true. Be real. But have the courage to ask and start a conversation with whoever uh, uh, with whoever you want to. Yeah, absolutely. And I was nervous when I was younger. I remember uh, I was a programmer years ago. I was like a brain on a stick. Well, I was a stick, I guess, not the brain. Um, and and I was nervous, man. I would code for 10, day, 10 hours straight. And then I go to parties and I get nervous to talk to people, you know, because I was living in that vacuum. And then I forced myself to, you know, to... I don't know, move to open spaces, so to speak. Uh, and it was kind of, I was nervous at first doing it, but after a while it becomes second nature. And remember that in business, um, whatever fears you have, your competition has as well. So condition yourself to enjoy that fear. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you for that. So Tones, how are you? Mark, Mark is from Detroit. Great guy. I call Mark Google because he knows everything about everything. Mark, please join Zoom as well. We can all learn from you. And I always love talking to you, buddy. Yeah. So Mark is uh, is Google and I'm Bing. Yeah. So uh, Mark wrote, what, what's up, brother? Great to see you. And then you wrote, we can't have a nuclear war with China and they can't have a nuclear war uh, with, with us because the Earth's jet scream, we blow the radiation back to who pulls the trigger. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's a lot of people, it's interesting because in the hedge fund industry where there's a lot of paranoid people, um, like Julian Robertson, who basically started the hedge fund industry, he started Tiger. Uh, a lot of people in the hedge fund industry, what, what they did back in the 80s uh, was they bought tons of property in New Zealand. And the reason they did that was there was fear there was going to be you know, global thermonuclear war. And if you look at the cloud patterns, the last place to be impacted apparently, apparently uh, is New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, but using game theory, I don't, think that, I don't think the Chinese or, or the U.S. government would even think about a nuclear war. Yeah. But I think in hindsight, U.S. government's probably not happy they pulled out of Afghanistan. Because being in Afghanistan, I don't want to get political here, but it kind of kept the Russians in check. Yeah. Okay. But they pulled out of Afghanistan to focus um, uh, on, on espionage with, with Chinese, etc. China's not the new enemy. It's still Russia. Yeah. Okay. Um, and communism, I guess. All right. And then Eric wrote, I'm not sure who the best people to network with are. Uh, I'm an aspiring en entrepreneur with a degree in industrial technology. I'm interested in working uh, with data or something uh, data related. Yeah. Um, what I would do is I would set up uh, networking meetings with people uh, that work uh, in data analysis companies or departments in data analysis companies, like meet with people that work at Salesforce uh, in the Tableau division, for example. They bought Tableau ticker data year, a couple of years ago. Uh, meet with people that work at Palantir, a company I invested in when it was private years ago. Uh, meet with people that work in any big data company, period. Set up networking meetings with them. And if you enjoy hearing about what they do, 
uh, with their profession, um, then that's something you might want to consider uh, as, as well. Yeah. All right, cool. And I saw a donation a, a minute ago uh, from uh, Icy. Icy, thank you so much for that uh, $7.90 Australian donation. That will go directly to Project Magoo, uh, M-A-G-U dot O-R-G, projectmagoo.org. Uh, we use the proceeds to, to build schools of the money I make. Yeah. Uh, and so Icy is asking here, uh, Chris, my friend, thank you. Um, my Oh, you wrote, my friend, you're my friend too. Chris, my friend who's an avid poker player thinks that it isn't gambling, but a game of strategy. Is she right? Um, there are people that make a career uh, off of, off of uh, playing poker and they're really good at judging other people, right? They have an IEQ, not just IQ, but emotional intelligence. Um, and if you can count properly, you do have an edge as well. Yeah, yeah. But you got to be the best in your game to do it. Yeah, yeah. So I think she's right if she's good at what she does. And I, and I bet she is. Thank you so much again for that donation. And God bless you. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So uh, Namai wrote, uh, if you borrow money from the bank as a person, you pay a daily rent instead of monthly. So wouldn't, would that work? Yeah. And that's with respect to never get a loan to start a company. Yeah. We, we all have debt with respect to mortgages. Uh, it's the best investment you'll ever make. Aside from investment education, the best investment you'll make is buying land or buying the house you live in because you're not wasting a lot of money on rent. If you pay 600 bucks a month for rent over 50 years, that literally is $10 million. And I can run through the math to show you that in Excel. Okay, Nilsa, my goodness, it's been a while from beautiful Puerto Rico. How are you, Nilsa? Uh, Nilsa was one of my amazing students in my MBA program, uh, and she actually got Goldman Sachs to invest in her. Let me show you. LinkedIn, um, they select her as one of 10,000 companies, right? So let's go to Nilsa Santiago right here. Am I spell that right? Nilsa, here we go. Yeah, Goldman Sachs, buddies. Look at this. Awesome. Goldman Sachs, 10,000 small business scholar, Goldman Sachs. Amazing. Uh, you, you inspire me so much. And I love that quote. The secret of getting ahead is getting started. So why not start today? Great to see you. It's, it's been a while. I miss you. I hope you are doing well. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, uh, Nilsa wrote here, hi, Chris. I hope you're well. So excited to be back. It's great to see you. Great to see you. Uh, next up, we got uh, Daniel who wrote, hi, Chris. I'm a student of yours. Thank you. Uh, can you please explain XIRR quickly? I need it for work tomorrow. I don't know what XIRR is. If you're asking me about internal rate of return, IRR, it's something I've never understood and used in practice. Uh, kind of like um, uh, people ask you in a hedge fund, what's your sharp ratio? Something I just don't, I've just never got my hands around it. Yeah. But you can go to investopedia.com and do a search on XIRR or IRR, whatever the question might be. Yeah, thanks. And if that's a ticker for a stock, let me know. Thanks. <clears throat> okay. Moving on to uh, Rita who wrote, uh, uh, Chris, the Chinese largest developer ever, Grunt, went bust uh, with a lie that was last year, yeah, with a liability of $300 billion, which created chaos with Chinese investors and people's rights uh, everywhere. Yeah, and I did a vlog on that last year. Called, uh, just do a search on my, my YouTube page on Evergrande. Uh, and I've answered, I think I've probably answered um, probably 10, 10 or 20,000 questions now uh, over YouTube. And everything is indexed on my, my website. So if you go to harunmba.com, 
at the top, if you search for any topic, you could say, you know, what is a stock or anything. There's tons of videos on it. So Evergrande, I think I did that one. Let's go here to search. Sorry. Evergrande. Yeah, I talked about it here. Um, yeah. So if you go, if you click right here on webcast 154, we're on 195 now, and you fast forward to uh, 39 uh, minutes in, I talk about that in more detail. Yeah, thanks. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, next up, uh, Eric, and please uh, join Zoom, everybody. I'll, I'll open it up uh, in a second. Uh, we've got about I think, 10 or 15 people uh, that are in the call now. I'll open up in a second. Again, go to this web address to join Zoom. It's harunmba.com slash all lowercase Zoom. Yeah. Okay. So let me just answer a couple more questions here and I'll move over to Zoom. I promise you. Okay. Uh, 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 next up, um, uh, Mina wrote, uh, my airline has hired, uh, uh, some flights from a company based here in Cardiff, Wales. Awesome. Awesome. And I hope you're enjoying your startup. Um, and, uh, and Eric wrote a computer technician on YouTube recommends using a leaf blower to clean out a, a, a computer. Yeah. I bought a specialized vacuum, um, which is anti-static and you wear a special bracelet so that you're grounded because uh, if there's any static, uh, you can destroy your motherboard. You know, so make, make sure that all that the computer's touching the ground and you're touching the ground as well. Be careful uh, with that sort of thing. Yeah, but a, a leaf blower make, makes sense. Yeah, because you're not touching it. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, next up, uh, uh, Kumar wrote, uh, hey, Chris, uh, and thanks for the hearts. Uh, we all know about the, the good startup stories from Silicon Valley. As a venture capitalist, have you ever come across any startup which failed miserably uh, in which uh, you have invested? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course, yeah. But most, most investments you do in venture capital go to zero. Most do. But all you need is one unicorn in each fund in order for you to do exceptionally well. Uh, and so years ago in my venture capital firm, I had investment uh, in, in Facebook but so did everybody else in the Valley. That did well. I invested in Palantir as well. That did well. Uh, I invested in tons of companies that did well. They've gone public. Uh, but yeah, I've had lots of losers too. Yeah, it, it's different. In venture capital, again, all you need is one or two unicorns in a portfolio to, to do exceptionally well. But most go to zero. And it's usually, it's usually not your best idea that makes you the most money. Because if the best idea is so obvious, everybody fights to get in it. It's hard to get in. It's usually your second or third best idea. Same thing with stocks. Yeah. Okay, uh, moving on to Namai who wrote, uh, I was referring to what you said a few minutes ago about Black Friday and businesses using long-term uh, debt without paying rent, not rent for houses. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, thank you. Sorry for misunderstanding your question. Okay, uh, Eric wrote, I imagine picking up and moving uh, from where I live, uh, which is the greater uh, Nashville, Tennessee area. I got to see that new Elvis movie too. It's on, it's on Apple TV now. Then you wrote, but the industry landscape is different in different parts of the country. Uh, this is mainly a manufacturing area. I don't think it matters where you live in the country or the world, to be honest, especially because you mentioned that you work uh, in the software market, engineering and, and the data analytics market you're interested in. You can work online from anywhere, which is what we're doing now. And this job I have right now didn't exist really five or 10 years ago. And if I look at my kids, their jobs have not been invented yet. And the way they communicate with each other has not been invented yet either. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, next up, I've got uh, Kudalo Chris, uh, who wrote, uh, as I'm preparing uh, for divorce, uh, is 30% of my income a good assumption as we move towards uh, finalizing uh, our, our divorce? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry you're going through that. Um, what I recommend doing is talk to a divorce uh, attorney. Um, you can do a search for Mwen Stieg, who's a very good friend of mine, M-U-E-N Stieg, S-T-E-E-G. Uh, she's the number one attorney uh, in that sector in the United States. She's great. Yeah, she'll help you out. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I went to uh, to business school with her husband, uh, Dylan Steak, who's a great buddy of mine. Yeah, good dude. Um, uh, next up, uh, Lee wrote, uh, my dad used to say, when you rent at the end of the year, all you own is your is a handful of receipts. It's so true. It's so true. And the earlier you can buy a house or an apartment, the better. I had to wait till my 30s before I could buy my first place uh, in New York. We lived at 87 and second. It, it was fun. Yeah. Moving on to Lala. Lala, how are you? Uh, you wrote, hey, Chris and friends. Great to see you. You wrote, I love these live sessions. Thank you. So do I. I live for this. Um, you wrote, uh, I'm already a student of yours and looking forward to the MBA uh, this September. Awesome. Thank you. I'm looking forward to, to working with you. Thanks. Uh, and then you wrote, there's so much I don't understand about business while being a novice uh, entrepreneur. And, and I, I teach everything from scratch. It's, it's fun. And in my, my MBA degree program, uh, what I do is I, I think of myself as a waiter. Okay? And this is where I proposed to my wife, Christine, in, in Paris. I was insecure. She'd say no. So I had to, I had to go to Paris. She said yes. But I think of myself as a waiter. So when you go to a restaurant, you can look at all the items on the menu, right? You look at everything, but you just order one or two things. And that's how I think of myself as well as your humble waiter as well. I expose you to all types of careers and always to invest in all aspects of business from a practical perspective. So you can choose what business career you're most passionate about, or I can humbly help you in any way I can. And if you want to get the souffle, you got to order 20 minutes ahead of time. Okay. Uh, moving on to, to Orca, uh, who wrote, uh, and Orca, I, I see your, your, your green trophy. Thanks for uh, joining my YouTube channel. Uh, Orca wrote, uh, hi, Chris. Uh, what do you think about a CFA versus an MBA for the buy side? Yeah, I prefer the CFA over the MBA, and I'll tell you why. And for those you're not familiar with the CFA, it stands for Certified Financial uh, 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 Analyst, CFA. Uh, and it's a three-year designation. You write three exams during the evenings uh, over three years to get it. If you're going to do it, uh, go to eBay and buy the Schweizer books for 30 bucks used. Don't buy the $500 or $1,000 worth of textbooks that they tell you to buy. Buy Schweizer, okay? That's what I did, yeah, for level one, yeah. But the CFA will teach you a hell of a lot more, more about finance, and it's more respected uh, on Wall Street and, and also in Toronto, where, where I'm from. Yeah, the highest concentration of CFAs in the world uh, per capita is, is Toronto. Yeah. Now the CFA level one, there's three levels. Level one is basically what you learn in MBA school, most MBA schools. In my MBA program, you'll learn about level one and two, right? Because I do a lot of stuff with options, hedge funds, complex financial instruments in the electives. Yeah. I think CFA is better. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then two more quick questions here, and then I'm going to jump over to uh, Zoom. Okay, everybody uh, keep, keep joining Zoom. we got a bunch of people here. And be prepared with your questions, please. And when I go to Zoom, um, lift your hand up, and then I'll, I'll select people to ask questions. This should be fun. Excellent. We've got Michelle there, too. Nice. Okay. Okay, so two more questions. Uh, so Eric wrote here, it would be good to have transcripts for every video since it takes less time to read them uh, than watch hours of video. Yeah, what I do actually is within one hour of this call being done, my amazing staff... Um, uh, uh, what they do, uh, uh, John Klee, uh, who's one of my, my one of my, my buddies that works in New York State, what he does is he goes through the entire call and takes all the questions 
and he adds them to the description so you get clickable access immediately. Now, YouTube also has closed caption uh, that's automatically created for you. And last comment here before I go to Zoom uh, is from Eric Kuro. By the way, Nashville has a, a, a burgeoning, uh, I don't know what burgeoning means, sorry. I'm, does that mean developing or something? Yeah, uh, a burgeoning uh, mini fashion industry. Uh, we have the highest concentration of fashion houses uh, outside of uh, Los Angeles in New York City. I had no idea. Very cool. Who knew? Nice. I'd love to go there to Nashville uh, to, to visit Graceland too. All right. So what I'm going to do now, folks, is I'm going to switch over here to, to Zoom. Uh, and if anybody has questions, again, just uh, lift up uh, your, uh, raise your hand, uh, and then I'll, I'll go to you directly. Okay. All right, great. Why don't we kick it off uh, with, um, see, Michelle, how are you? Okay. All right, so it looks like you, you guys are on. Um, let me go here, start. Okay, here we go. Michelle, that was my fault. You, you couldn't hear me because I said, how are you? And I wasn't even on. Uh, it, and, and so uh, unmute yourself, please, if you have a question. And while you're doing that, I'm going to switch over to a better camera angle. Here we go. Good, great. Okay, hold on. Well, I was messing with my stuff too. So. Oh, it's, no, it's, Hello. it was my fault. How are you? It's great to see you. And thank you for joining the, the program. Looking forward to working with you uh, in, in September. And you're based in Texas, yeah? Yes, San Antonio, Texas. Ex yeah. Excellent, excellent. Can you can you please bring your tax code to the left coast here? I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Well, it's good, good, to, good to see you. And I see you've got those wonderful uh, paintings behind you that your 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 grandchild painted, right? Yeah, yeah. She she's added to the collection, but I haven't had a chance to put them up yet. So okay, cool. Yeah. cool. Excellent, excellent. Totally excited about the class. I'm just thrilled. Can't wait. Thank you, thank you. Likewise, wow. likewise. Yeah, should should be a lot of fun. Cool. Uh, and and uh, any any questions you want to talk about or anything I can humbly help you with? Well, I'll tell you, I made a list of questions in case there was a lot of radio silence. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Go go for it, please. Thanks. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, you don't have to answer them all. I just thought, you know, when it gets really quiet, sometimes it's... Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, I, I wanted to know, first of all, is it is it best to form a corporation to trade under, you know, as far as um, stocks and options, and if so, which kind? Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, if you're going to manage just your own money, it doesn't mm -hmm. make sense to do that. But what you can do is you can set up an IRA uh, to be able to do that. Like, for example, I set up an IRA for my cryptocurrency investments so I, I can actually invest tax-free. But what I recommend doing, because I'm not a lawyer, uh, is, is go to LegalZoom.com and set up a call with them, right? And it's pretty, uh -huh. it's pretty cheap. It's like 30 bucks. We got to get a six month uh, contract with them. So it's 30 bucks uh, per month. And each month you get a half hour call with any kind of lawyer anywhere in the world you want. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah. I would do that. Yeah. If you're going to uh, manage money for other people, it, it's a lot more complicated. What you have to do is get a lawyer to register everything, uh, including your LLC structure or whatever your corporate structure is going to be. And then you've got to get uh, the lawyer to make an investment offering memorandum. Uh, and then if it's a hedge fund, you have to prepare what are called subscription documents to make sure that investors are accredited. Um, but make sure a lawyer takes care of all of that. If anybody out there is interested in starting a hedge fund, um, it, you can, there's a guy named uh, Jim Grand uh, in the securities law group that did all my paperwork and set up my offshore bank in the British Virgin Islands. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Sure. 
Sure. Well, keep, keep keep going with your questions. And if anybody else has questions, just uh, raise your hand here uh, as well, please. Thanks. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, okay. So exercising an option. Uh-huh. When you exercise an option, let's say um, it's done well, but you also want to exercise it because the stock was real cheap when you bought into the option. Yeah. Um, exercising the option, does that automatically like get you out, get you your profit and the stock. Like if I click on think or swim, I want to exercise this option. Yeah. Does that take care of everything? Yeah, it would, it would do everything for you automatically. Now, whatever. And, and the longer you, like the longer you wait, uh -huh. the more it decays. Like if the stock price doesn't move and you're in the money, the longer uh -huh. you wait until expiration, the more it decays. That's called time decay. Right. So if you're not sure what to do, sell it. Yeah. And what I recommend doing in, in Think or Swim, we cover this in FA 44 in the fourth semester, uh, an elect 30 hour elective I created. Um, but in Think or Swim, you know, there's a paper portfolio, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, do a paper portfolio for options for at least six months, please, before you invest real money. And don't ever, no matter what, please, please, and this is for everybody out there, don't underwrite options, okay? Like don't create them or, or sell them. Right, that underwriting them. Right, right. Because the losses yeah. until you practice for at least six months, because the losses can be infinite. You can lose way more money than what you invested. Yeah. Well, I I yeah. I did your um, Udemy options class. Oh, you did. Okay, cool. A while back, and I've been on Thinkorswim paper, and um, yeah. I, uh, I I I took a, uh, a just a small dip with a couple of real cheap ones. So a long call. So if I lost, I knew exactly what I was okay, going to be losing. Good. Um, but one of them is doing really well, and it's a long-term one. It um, expires in January. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, so I'm just keeping an eye on it, nice. but I'm just wondering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, and if you do long-term ones, like between one and three years, those are leaps. Uh, uh -huh. Yeah, that's all. Good for you. Nice. Now, if you don't think the stock is going to go up much more between now and year end, uh, uh -huh. then take your profits. If you think the stock is going to rip to the upside and do incredibly well between now and year end, obviously don't take your profits yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And also, um, like if if you if you bought it this year and you sell it in January, you're going to pay less taxes because that long term capital gains is lower uh, if you hold something for more than a year. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I just don't know. I don't know because it's um, I I bought it way out of the money. It was so cheap. I'm like, oh, this is so cheap. I'm going to try this, right? I love it. And today it just hit my strike. I can't believe it. It's like, nice. I'm like, oh my God, it hit my strike. So I'm all excited. That's so, awesome. It feels good. Yeah. Huh? feels great, huh? Oh, it feels great. Yeah. 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 Good for you. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. You. I used to use a lot of options uh, when I worked in the hedge fund industry. So I would have big positions uh, in stocks. And for whatever reason, sometimes I didn't want the company to know that I sold the positions we had to report you know, publicly. Uh, uh -huh. So what, I, like, if it was like a, a big IPO I was in, for example, or whatever, and I didn't want the I didn't want the management team to know that I sold. So what I would do is I'd have a married put. So basically, what I would do is I'd buy some puts to offset it, right? And a lot of people will will do that as well. If if you made a ton of money in something and you don't mm -hmm. want to sell it this year, but you can't lose that money. So what people will do is they'll buy a put just to to protect that long side uh, of the trade. Right. Uh, and, and sometimes it makes sense to do in December uh, if you, you're dying to sell the stock, uh, but if you sell it in December, you know you're going to pay more taxes because it's short term. You wait till uh -huh. Jan you wait, you buy a put, and you wait till January, and then you get it. Uh -huh. Yeah, it, it's like an insurance policy. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I'll have to go back to the class again and, and take a look. Cause I remember you yeah. talked about all that. And I think that, yeah, yeah. I remember that section. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. It's fun, huh? I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. It, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. It yeah. gets re it gets real complicated when when you do um uh you do these butterfly spreads and it, it gets yeah yeah I, I haven't wrapped my head around that yet yeah. I I know it will become clear yeah um but I I just saw these and I I kind of had a a a a gut feeling mm -hmm. you know to just try them out and I thought well what the heck you know I try a little bit and I know because you were really very clear about calls as opposed you know longs as opposed to shorts and stuff like that and i'm like okay this is exactly what i can lose yeah. you know it's kind of like going to vegas i'm not much of a gambler i'll say okay this is what i can lose so yeah. i'm done with this i'm out of here yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. No, yeah 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 and, and i hope you liked all the the vegas comparisons i had in the course too with monte carlo oh. yeah 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 i'm gonna i'm gonna go through it again because there's a yeah. lot of data yeah. just to yeah. through one time there's a few of your videos i've watched like three or four times like okay what did he say okay yeah. oh now i get it yeah yeah, so. yeah remind me what i said because i forget too please yeah <laughs> actually no no joke i'm getting older i forget things sometimes and so what i did in the weekend was i watched goodfellas and casino again and i didn't remember <laughs> any of it so it was great it was like i was watching it again from scratch it was awesome. oh that's yeah. great yeah <laughs> great movies though so good yeah two good yeah. movies yeah yeah Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. We'll keep asking your questions. Uh, if anybody has questions on the webcast, you can type the questions. I'll go back here as well. Um, if anybody here on the uh, on Zoom has a question, you can lift up your hand, share your screen if you want to as well. It'd be good to, to see you all here. Um, uh, and until then, uh, Michelle, keep asking questions. Um, I yeah. think Namaya yeah. just uh, oh, asked a question in the chat. Oh, you did? Okay. Oh, here we go. Thanks for telling me about that. Okay, great. Yeah. All right, so um, so Namaya is asking here uh, in the chat, I'm glad to finally be here on Zoom with you. I don't know how long I can stay since I have to watch the kids. Uh, uh, and then he wrote, I have no questions myself. Uh, I hope to learn from questions from others. Uh, greetings and love for everyone, uh, for everyone, uh, Namaya. Thank you. Thank and Namaya, let us know where you're based too. Thank you. Uh, and then he wrote, I'm planning to start online as a life coach, but I'm struggling on how to position uh, myself. Yeah, yeah. I think that the best thing to start to do is to give advice uh, by writing articles on LinkedIn. And so I did that on LinkedIn for about uh, two years. I wrote, uh, uh, I'm getting a prop here, give me a second. I said, how are you? And I went. Yeah, so, so yeah, hey, how are you? So I wrote an article every year or every week for two years. And then I took all those articles and I put it together in a book. And you can go to my website, harunmba.com slash write book, all lowercase write book to get this template. It's free to do. But uh, Namai, once you start offering advice to others, uh, eventually people will think of you as, thought, as a thought leader. But you got to think of yourself first as a thought leader. I think therefore I am like the Rodin sculpture. Yeah. And, and uh, your competitors are going to quit after three or four articles. But you got to tell yourself, I just don't care. I'm doing this forever. Kind of like I've done this weekly webcast for four or five years now. I'm never going to stop till the day I die is not going to be for 8 million years from now. Yeah. But just keep at it. You know, the journey of, of a thousand miles, as Lao Tzu once said, begins with a single step. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, and then he wrote, uh, all gurus uh, tell me niche, but I feel I want to be available to everyone. Yeah, I would ignore the gurus um, because what you want to do is you want to cast your net as wide as possible. Okay. 
cash and the largest total addressable markets. So think about how you can help everybody. Yeah. And do what you're passionate about too. And what I also recommend you do is you start to vlog or make TikToks or whatever it is. Um, and, and just be your authentic self. You don't have to over edit. You can kind of walk around with this thing if you want uh, to record yourself uh, doing it. Uh, and, and don't try to be perfect because people love you and all of us for our imperfections. And whenever you're watching somebody present up on a stage, uh, when they make a mistake, which I do all the time, you know, people like you more because it's authentic. It's just you being you. Cool. All right. And if you have follow-ups, uh, uh, let me know, please. Uh, next up, uh, Eric Croak Casino was, was one of my favorite movies. I love it. Man. Great soundtrack, too. Eh? It's awesome. Uh, and then Eric Croak. Hey, uh, 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 I'll, I'll be right with you, uh, with your, your hand up there. Give me one second. Um, so you wrote, uh, Eric Croak, I'm really interested in, in writing articles. I need to find good topics uh, that I can monetize. Yeah. Yeah, just start writing about what you're passionate about and the market will guide you too. Like I found for me with my, my YouTube channel uh, and courses and stuff I wrote about, um, I, I thought all people wanted to learn from me was, you know, finance stuff, whatever. Uh, and every now and then I, I'd vlog about, I don't know, some personal growth thing uh, and, and people reacted to it. So the market will guide you uh, over time. Just don't be afraid to put yourself out there. And Amaya, thank you for that, that, that heart uh, emoji there. Okay, next question is from... Uh, Baya Nihan, uh, Canada. Go ahead, please. Hey, Chris. It's Gil. How's hey, it how are you, buddy? Good to see you, Gil. What's up, buddy? Well, uh, first of all, I've, I've actually um, subscribed to your YouTube channel. Thank you. I saw that. that. Thank, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, we can just have to support each other, right? No, no, I, 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 I appreciate that. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm starting to actually uh, now uh, just kind of advertise, do some marketing. Right. Right. Uh -huh. um, do you think that, let's say in a Zoom like this, is it better to have like a name or the name of the company so people will get used to who you are? Yeah. Um, it depends. Like if your product uh, is your immigration yeah. services company. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so what I would try to do is I would try to drive as much traffic as possible to your website. Now, you have an amazing website. Can I? Can I show people it or no? Sure. Okay. Yes. Let me, let me show it right now. Okay. Um, and I'll show you guys why this is amazing. Give me one second here. All right, uh, Gil, can you see my? Can you see the website on Zoom or no? Is it working? Uh, no, not at the moment, dude. I, 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 don't know why I can't figure out this damn Zoom thing. Let me try again. Okay, there we go. Good. Okay, great. All right, what, what's your website again? Oh, it's bioneancanada.com. Here it is. Here I found it. Yeah, and we did a. Uh, that's right. We did a Zoom call recently. This is fantastic. Right. It's a, it's a great website. It's mobile enabled as well. Oh, good, you changed it. So that yeah. people can, okay, good. I, I love it. I love it. This is great. Yeah. So what you want to do uh, with your immigration services company is you want to drive people to this page. Okay. And you right. also want to give something away for free. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so that that's what I do. And I, I've done, I've, I've collected an insanely high number of, of emails over the years um, by giving something away for free. So if we go to my website here um, and, and give me one second here, I'm going to scroll down. But on my website, if you go to it, um, you know I, people can get this book here. And this pop-up here, by the way, I did this uh, with sumo.com. It's really cheap. It's great. Yeah. Um, and so people enter in their, their name, email, uh, I'm not a robot, whatever, and get the book. And of course, I let people unsubscribe. I have to comply to GDPR. But you got to think about it in terms of, of, of getting a having a carrot to give away, right? And I know that email sounds really, really old school, dude. Uh, but but email is still the best way to market your company. So you gather these email addresses so that you can market to people. 
Yeah. Okay. But you got, right. there's got to be incentive, right? So maybe it's yeah. something, maybe for you, it's something, and people love lists. Like, you know, click here to download uh, my, my PDF on 10 ways uh, to increase your chances of getting accepted by Immigration Canada, for example. Uh, and I know a lot of your clients are overseas uh, in the Philippines, et cetera, which you mentioned. And then once once you get people to download that, well, you get their email address as well. Uh, and then you can you can start marketing maybe a weekly email, or whatever, which is what I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that um, yeah. there's a section in your MBA program where you can actually create your own book. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Could you would you mind repeating that again? Like what what's the I, search? I can't remember you... exactly, dude. It's so long. But let me go here. Okay. So okay. let me let me do a search on up here. Uh, book. Oops. Try it again. Okay, um, but I have lots of logs on it. Like you guys don't have to sign up my MBA to learn how to do this. I yeah, because I talk a lot about it here or my MBA program. Uh, if you search here on MBA program and courses, you'll you'll find something here. Here it is here, right? Um, let's see here. Yeah, I, I think there, there, it's in my, if you click here, you'll get to wherever it is. Yeah, sorry, but I don't okay. remember. I don't remember exactly, yeah. The older I get, the better uh, I was. I had a senior moment. Plus, okay. plus, I have a lot of content. I got to remember where it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fine. I got a couple more questions here. Sure, of um, course. I remember you saying one of your, um, um, I don't know if it's your lecture, but you can have a company invest or have your own company and yeah, use that as a way to invest in, let's say, in, in other invests like stock, right? Yeah. Is that a better way of, uh, purchasing stock, like using your company as opposed to uh, I, buying yourself? I wouldn't do it that way, uh, no. only because Revenue Canada, where you're based, or the IRS here will basically say, well, wait a second, is that really the focus of your company? You can do it if you yeah, have right. uh, if you have a, a pension plan or RRSP or 401k plan, RSP is 401k in Canada, um, that sort of thing. You, you can do it that way. Um, but what you can, what people do, what big companies usually do is on their balance sheet, they, they have cash, right? And instead of letting it just sit in cash, uh, they'll buy slightly higher yielding but low risk investments, right? Like they'll they'll okay. buy treasuries. And that's why it's called cash and short term investments. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah. I would I would talk to an accountant before think about that as well. I'm not an accountant or or, or, yeah. or a securities lawyer. Yeah, but that's a very very good advice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just in case. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there there is legal Zoom in Canada now too. You can call them. Yeah, and for okay. anybody elsewhere around the world, if you want to get access to a lawyer that's cheap, just do a search for what is the LegalZoom equivalent in and put your country name in Google. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And got one more question. Sure. So right now, as you mentioned that you're, you're actually buying stock, right? But how do you feel or what are your opinions about holding, holding out until the, the stock market crash and that's the time you buy? Yeah, I don't. Is that buy yeah. now or? Well, I, I never try to time the market. It's impossible. Right. It's so hard, right? Because yeah. it, it's like you're standing in the way of insanity. You know, markets peak, markets trough. We just can't time it. So, what I recommend doing is, you know, I love to buy broken stocks, but not broken companies. And so, if there's any companies you've done a lot of research on that you love and they're oversold from an RSI perspective, you can start, start a position that way. But I believe in dollar cost averaging. And the, the S&P 500 um, historically has returned 10.5% per year, historically. You can't time it, but I recommend that if you don't have time to uh, invest in single stocks, you just buy VU, V-O-O, that's the S&P 500 index fund. And in the long run, you'll make money. I promise you, in the long run, 
near term, nobody can call it. It's just, it's, it, you'll get fooled by randomness. But if you were to put in, like United States, you can put like around 20 grand per year in your retirement savings program. Okay. If you, and it usually increases by 500 per year in terms of the limits. If all you did was you maxed out your, your 401k in America or your RSP in Canada by putting $20,000 uh, into the S&P 500, if you did that every single year for 20 years, and the average return is 10.5%, okay? If you did that every year, 20 grand every year for 20 years, you'd have over a million dollars, okay? If your spouse did it, she would have a million dollars. So you're at 2 million. Right. Now, if let's say you get married and in two years you have a kid. Well, you can also save for your kids in a similar way to the 401k, but it's even better than that. So it's called a 529, which is an educational savings account. And you can put 15 to 16 grand per year in it. And so if you did that two years from now, then in 20 years, okay, in addition to the 2 million bucks from you and your spouse maxing out your retirement savings program, if you did that, you know, then 20 years from now, right, in 18 years, I to say, say two years from now, you, you do that for your kid, then you'll have about seven or $800,000 from that. If you just took the 15 or 16K and put it uh, into an index fund, making 10.5% per year on average. Okay, so now you're close to 3 million bucks. Yeah, yeah. It all adds up over time. It really does, right? But you, you can never time the market. Nobody knows a market peak or market's trough. But if you're long-term focused, you got to tell yourself, here's where I think the stock or, or index will be in the long run. Here's where it is now. I don't know the path, but I know the destination. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of course. And I always recommend having it automatically taken out of your paycheck every two weeks if, if we can. I know times are tough for all of us right now um, because, you know, as Warren Buffett said, you know, you, you, you want to spend what is left after saving instead of saving what is left after spending out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. I see. Yeah. All right. Just, find, just one more question. Of course. So, would this be the future of like your, uh, like every Thursday afternoon? YouTube Q&A, would there be like a, like a Zoom Q&A in the future? Oh, yeah. I mean, from now on. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll go through all the questions uh, and I'll, I'll do Zoom. Uh, and you're, you're also, you're in my, my platinum program. You graduated last year. Yes. You can always join. Um, so I do uh, for gold and platinum MBA students every Thursday, Zoom, two hours from 1120 uh, until 120 p.m. Yeah. And, and for those of you in my silver MBA, go to the first lesson in the curriculum and you'll see a link because every Thursday... From 10 until 11 a.m., I do a Zoom as well for, for silvers. Yeah. And for I and, and I think you have a bunch of, uh, you, you and your fiance, your fiance, is that right? Yeah. Well, she, yeah, she will be there. Oh, she will? <laughs> does, she know, does she know that? No, I'm just kidding. No, okay. She knows that. Okay, okay good. good. Okay. I don't want to ruin the surprise. Right. But but she has a bunch of a bunch of calls left that you guys can both use, like for one-on-ones. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. And will, will this be, um, will there be a specific time for Zoom Q&A or is this? Yeah, so, all the questions yeah I, I, think, I think what I'll do is I'll answer the questions first uh, and then okay. I'll, I'll jump over this. The, the feedback's been amazing. And and everybody, please click the like button if you're getting value out of this call at all. Thank you. Um, I hate to ask, but I have to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, right. and, Thanks, Chris. And thank, you for, thank you for the support. I'm always here for you, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, one more thing I want, I'm going to say about Gil. So yes. uh, Gil has got a big heart. Um, he helps uh, a lot of people like troubled youth as well uh, that have kind of gone down the, 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 the wrong path in life that have deadbeat fathers, et cetera. And, and God bless you for that. I just want to, I just want to appreciate you and recognize you there. So thank you. Oh, thanks, Chris. Okay. Thanks, buddy. You inspire me, man. Thanks.
Awesome. Cool. All right. What do we got next here? I have got Google on here. Google. Mark. What's up, Bing? Follow me fly. I'm, I'm, I'm Bing. You're Google. Okay. What's yeah. up, brother? Uh, I'm going to be honored every time you good, say it. Great, great to I'm see you, man. Honored, great to see you. So Mark is, Mark is from Detroit, the Motor City. He's a good dude. Uh, great to see you, man. Great to see you. Teach us. I got some, Teach us, got please. Some, it's yeah. just this stuff for people to look up if they care to check it out. Sure. MIT, and you can do it if you want to. MIT has came up with an ultrasound sticker. Huh. And what it is is that it's a sticker that goes right on your skin, uh -huh. and it allows them to see inside your organs for 24 hours a day that they can wear it at MIT right now. It's in research and development, which is really cool. Interesting. It's really cool. It's on YouTube. The video is on YouTube. So check out the MIT ultrasound sticker. Awesome. Awesome. That, that reminds me of the sticker that, uh, that Jimi Hendrix and I used to put underneath our headband. Yeah. <laughs> Don't anybody ask me that. Keep your third eye open with that, uh, right? <laughs> Michelle, Michelle you're, you're, you're my age group. You get it, right? Good. You keep your third eye open good. with that, right? Good, good. He did a great job with the Star Spangled Banner, though. That was genius. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, it was. You get courtesy of the Ram Dass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me while I kiss the sky. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Farmer McFly. I need Farmer McFly right now. Okay, cool. With futures, you told us to hold on to them. Yeah. So, do we hold on to them for the expiration date, or do they have, like, the thetas, the yeah. thetas and the gammas in there that expire? I'm not an expert in futures at all. Yeah. So okay. I, I don't want to give any advice on, on that at all. I'm so sorry. It is quite, no it is quite similar to options. Um, sure. And if you do a search, um, um, uh, I think if you do a search on futures, you'll see a couple of videos I created on it uh, within the MBA program. And I think I probably made um, a video on it too here in, in, in YouTube. So let, let me do a search here. Let's go to futures. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so here, if you click here, uh, in the right. MBA thing, you, you'll see a, a video I, I made on it and I got a bunch of other okay. courses as well. Yeah. I, I don't, I think it's about a 20 minute video, but I'm certainly not, not an expert in, in that area at all. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was going to ask you about gathering their historical data too. Yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah. 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 I, I did, uh, a, I, I did a case study in the, in the MBA program also on, um, it was, uh, Southwest airlines. They bought uh, okay. futures uh, on, in the oil markets to lock in the price of oil at 30 bucks for a decade or two. God bless you, Michelle, uh, for, to lock it for, for a decade or two. And that's how they undercut and forced a lot of the U.S. airlines into bankruptcy through predatory pricing uh, in 2008. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. What do you think about insurance companies making money right now during wartime? Oh, uh, are they, I didn't see that. They're, it, because people are buying war insurance? They have to be right now during yeah. this time period in certain areas right now. So oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. Interesting. Whenever a, a hurricane or a natural disaster occurs in the United States, I, I've tracked the data. People think, oh, my God, insurance companies are in big trouble because they, they have to pay out these premiums. But right. what, what, the reality is this. Whenever there's a hurricane or a tornado or a god-awful natural disaster, insurance right. companies benefit because people are like, oh, my God, now I need to buy insurance. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I seen uh there was a fourteen trillion dollar insurance policy took out on one of the buildings, and that's all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna say anymore, but I seen a fourteen trillion dollar oh, insurance interesting. policy. Interesting. 
Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Fast. And Warren Buffett, 28% of his portfolio for years has been in insurance companies because they throw off a ton of cash. And he uses that cash. Well, he's been in Geico since the 60s, right? Uh, he's right. He's used that cash to fund his other investments. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's set up as a, uh, I lived in Berkshire Hathaway and I uh-huh. actually checked out like through the state of Nebraska, uh-huh. how the company structure is structured as a merchant bank. Oh, he's set up as a merchant banker. Yeah, he's set up as a merchant bank. So interesting. that's the funniest thing is, it's like, you know, he can do just about everything that yeah. a bank can do except, yeah. except the deposits and stuff out like that. And it's kind of like merchant interstate banking, the way he's got it set up across the the borders and everything—it's amazing. It's really amazing. Slick. And yeah. I, think, I think Berkshire was a textiles company he invested in years ago, and then he in just Omaha. Kept, kept the That's brand. right. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yes, it was. The genius. Yeah. The genius of Warren Buffett, though, is not just the fact that he's a great long-term investor. The genius of Warren Buffett is if you watch an interview with him afterwards, you never say to yourself, "God, I'm confused." He's the, <laughs> he's a quintessential communicator. Uh, and, right. and, and he learned that by taking a Dale Carnegie public speaking course at the age of 19. Uh, yeah. And that helped him a lot. If you can explain yeah. complex stuff in a simple way, you can make a career out of it. Yeah. Exactly. They, yeah. Keep, they say keep it yeah. simple, stupid, right? Yeah, yes. totally. Yeah. And, yeah. and basically, when he goes on television for interviews, it's marketing. It's brilliant free publicity for him. Kind of like uh, Elon Musk, who doesn't advertise. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, I was told by a mentor that they don't advertise the Lamborghinis in the Ferrari cars, you don't see those commercials. Oh, interesting. And yeah. the reason why you don't see those commercials on TV for Lamborghinis and yeah. Ferraris is because the people who can afford them don't watch TV. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. You don't have time yeah. to watch TV. My, my kids don't watch TV. They just watch YouTube. Yeah. Which is why right. I, it's just why I started doing YouTube. I'm inspired by my kids. Always watch the younger generation because they'll tell you what's coming next. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Cool shirt, yeah. by the way. You like so it? Isn't that, isn't that great? And you'll see That's that sweet, man. you'll see it's crooked. It's actually not crooked. But uh, when you meet me in person, I actually stand a little. One shoulder is a little bit low. I played a lot of squash when I was younger. One shoulder is a little bit lower. Okay. So I, I usually have to adjust things. Yeah. Like, and that's why, like, when you walk in my office, like this thing here, which is heroin education ventures. Uh, this, this thing here, it's actually crooked. And people always say, oh, it's crooked. I was like, no, I'm crooked. Yeah, I am crooked. Yeah. 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 Oh, boy. There we go. So now now Qatar Airways is, is proper. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. Got a question from Eric here. Um, all right. So hold on a second. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Okay. So uh, Eric wrote, I'm still using Yahoo Mail. This is really, really old school. Yeah. Oh, one thing I want to say about that. um, Be careful when you're applying to jobs. If you have like a Hotmail or Yahoo account, people do think it's kind of old school. I recommend getting Gmail. Yeah. Um, And my mom, I emailed her AOL account until recently. She's now on on, uh, (laughs) Gmail. All right, but, but Eric wrote, and Eric said, I love my heart. Eric wrote here, stocks are dollar-based instruments. It, it seems to me that in the long run, you'll preserve, preserve purchasing power with gold. An ounce of gold buys about the same amount today as 2,000 uh, years ago. Yeah, it, it's definitely better than, than sitting in cash. Yeah. And my biggest long position in 2008, uh, when we were within 24 hours of bank machines going belly up, uh, was uh, ticker GLD. ETF for it. And if you're going to buy gold, I recommend buying a GLD instead of, of real gold. Because uh, when you buy real gold, you don't know if it's real. Um, and what some people do, and don't do this, 
Well, now I have to say it. What some people do is they'll go into Chinatown uh, here in San Francisco. They'll, they'll buy gold bars, cash. They'll put it in their, they'll put it in their, under their mattress, whatever, safety deposit box. Then they'll sell it for more for cash and not claim taxes. Don't do that. Yeah. Okay. And the IRS is watching. I don't do that at all. I promise you. I, oh my God, I'm going to get audited now. I'm in trouble. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I shouldn't say anything either, Chris. You can melt it down in Chinatown. Yeah. We'll take it right over to the Diamond District in New York and get it melted down because they got cereal stamps on that gold bars too. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I don't do it, but hey, it's all vice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't do it either. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, now, uh, Namai wrote, I, I want to say Project Magoo, uh, you, you two are boss. No, thank you. And and God bless. That was actually Vital, one of my, my platinum students from, from a couple of years ago. Uh, I met him actually at a Udemy conference in Berlin. Uh, and when I met him, uh, we said we're going to build a school in Rwanda. And I think the first school is pretty much done now. Yeah. And that's when I went there la last summer. There's Vital, there's my son, Andrew. Uh, and right here, Andrew, he, uh, he had all the kids dying laughing because he was showing them um, uh, Snapchat uh, with funny faces and stuff. They were laughing. That's that's Vital. Um, yeah. God bless him. Yeah. All right. Um, give me one second to stop that share. All right. All right. All right. All right. So we got about uh, five minutes left. Uh, so if anybody here on um, anybody has questions uh, here, uh, lift up your hands and, and I'll go to you directly. Thanks. OK, let's go to, to Jerry. Hey, Jerry, how are you? Uh, hey, Jack. Oh, yeah. oh, you're Jack. OK, excellent. Thanks. OK. And I, I, like, and... I, I like your I like your mechanical keyboard. I saw it there. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, you say that I better uh analyze stock in uh in, in my website but i but i only long to start that is back strong and it's probably equity so is too complex and it's transparent and test stocks are always valued by wall street so i okay i do dcf and and a or trading company transaction or even help your modeling on those two and i somehow i i use derivative to short to hedge yeah. and that 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 that's that's easy but how, yeah. how can i do yeah. the modeling on those two stuff yeah so yeah. uh and what i was referring to on your website was uh instead of just mentioning you know what what stocks you're investing in, like blackstone which i saw there i would also provide methodology for how you invest if you're trying to raise money uh, through like a hedge fund, uh, I would explain your process. And I'd also make sure you talk to a lawyer before putting anything on your website if you're trying to raise money because it is a... No, no, no. I, I'm not, I'm not raised a company. Okay. I'm not raised company uh, to start hedge fund. I, I just want to uh -huh. use my trading experience to join a, a hedge fund company. Oh, you yeah, want? You I, want I, okay, yeah. If, yeah if, I, I don't raise. Okay, that's I okay. don't raise money. I understand. Yeah. If, if you want to work at a hedge fund, um, I, I have a course. Uh, um, uh, it's on my website. You can go there or Udemy. Uh, that will, will. It's called the Complete Financial Analyst Course. Uh, and I would. Complete Financial Analyst. Yeah, I would take that or my MBA program, and I and I teach you how to create one-page templates. And on those one-page templates, I teach you um, how to. Uh, summarize your thoughts on analyzing a stock from a fundamental perspective, 
valuation perspective and technical analysis perspective. And what I recommend doing is doing those write-ups and sending those write-ups to portfolio managers or analysts that work at big hedge funds, maybe once a week or once every couple of weeks after you've done your informational meeting with them. Um, and that will help you a lot in terms of, of getting a job, especially if those positions work out. Uh, okay, thanks. Uh, sure. I, I learned the valuation on Wall Street, right? and yeah, <laughs> is that good? I, I, I went to that course because uh, one of the JP Morgan and investment banker yeah. uh, recommended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would say that like uh, like investment bankers don't really know uh, about how to value companies like a hedge fund does. They're a little bit longer term focused. They work on IPOs and M&A stuff. Yeah. Okay, thank yeah. you. My, my and, yeah. uh, cool. Okay, that's all. Yeah. Okay, thank you. That's Jack. About. Thanks, Jerry. Thank Jack, appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, cool. So let's go to anybody else here on Zoom has a question. Uh, uh, Rita, go ahead, please. How are you? Um, Rita's in, you're in Melbourne, right? Melbourne? Yeah. Melbourne, Melbourne, Australia. Great to see you. Hello, everyone. Uh, Chris, I I, um, I texted you uh, earlier in the messages about my website, firmfinance.com.au, uh, okay. and my LinkedIn. Um, I would appreciate it at your convenient time to have a look at them for me. Yeah, why don't, why don't we do this? Uh, because you're in my Platinum program this year, uh, ask me again at 1120. Uh, when we do yes. Zoom then, uh, but make sure you ask the first question and I'll go through your LinkedIn profile on the website and provide you with a lot of feedback. Now, the second thing to answer, sure. one, of, one of your students, yes. he was interested in how can he get to the finance industry to work in the finance industry Yes, and he didn't have previous experience. Mm -hmm. The best way to do it, because I've been 33 years in the finance industry, okay, mm -hmm. and it's for him to, to go and see uh, a finance associations like here in Australia, we have we have the MFAA, mm -hmm. the Mortgage Industry Associations. Mm -hmm. So they'll be able to guide him how to do it. He has to do some set some courses, okay, mm -hmm. and uh, get some diploma. You have to have degree or diploma to work in the finance industry in Australia, okay. But he can start as a cadet somewhere. Mm -hmm. the The ultimate is for him to take a step back not to chase the money, to get in, put his foot through the door, prove his faith. The training and the apprenticeship usually take in the vicinity about, you know, six months, eight months, which they can go very quickly, okay? Mm. And then he'll be able to get in and he start from there and he can go on. Yeah. And yeah. That's how I started. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, no, I, I, years ago. yeah, I remember I did an internship a gazillion years ago. Yeah, and I recommend, yeah, net, network aggressively. Uh, and then at the end of your networking meetings, uh, try to add value, of course, uh, and then mention to you, can I do an unpaid internship? And if it's a big company, they're going to pay you anyway. But yeah, cool. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Cool. All right. We have time for one more quick question and I got to wrap up this call. And if you're in my silver MBA program, we're going to do Zoom from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. starting right now uh, in two minutes. Uh, and if you're the, the silver MBA, just go to the, the, the first lecture. Uh, in the curriculum for, for the link, which I update every week. Okay, one more question. Any other questions here on Zoom? Okay, okay, cool. So I'm, I'm gonna wrap this this call up right now. Um, I've got a couple comments here from uh, from YouTube here before I, I finish it. Uh, 
Um, all right, here. Uh, Mosny wrote, how can we be like Mark? Uh, <laughs> uh, Mark's no longer on the call, uh, uh, who goes by Satan's, uh, meaning a human Google who knows everything. Well, I, I think you just have to be intellectually curious. Um, and so, like, Mark is curious about everything. And, and I'm somewhat like that, but I'm not as smart as Mark. That's why Mark is Google and I'm Bing. Uh, but, like, when I watch a movie or I, I usually have this on my lap and, and I, I'm going through Wikipedia researching stuff all the time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, all right. Last question here. And then I'll, I'll summarize it is from Chris. Chris? Um, uh, Chris wrote, is the MBA course uh, more American oriented or are there also topics that are European related? Everything I teach is generic enough to apply to every country in the world. I've invested all over the world uh, in private on the private side and the public side. So it's I have students in 195 countries. So it's 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 very generic to apply to everybody. All right, guys. So I want to thank you, everyone, for your time. Again, if you're in the Silver MBA, uh, I'll see you in, in, in one minute, actually. I might be two minutes late. I got to take a quick, quick break. Sorry. Uh, but I'll see you on, on Zoom then. Uh, everybody else, uh, God bless you. If you're in Silver, if you're in uh, Gold or Platinum, I'll see you at 1120 for two hours today and for one-on-one -on -one meetings as well. That's good, Ada. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I'll see you guys next week and every week. Please click the like and thank subscribe. Thank you. Have a good week. Thank, thank you. Please. Thank you. And everybody, please make sure to check out uh, the... Um, uh, please make sure to, to check out uh, uh, my vlog coming on Monday, uh, which is about uh, uh, billions and what we can learn from billions. Uh -huh. And as as I always do, I'm going to end this call with a video I licensed, Steve Jobs' video. I think, I think he has turned off everyone. Oh, yeah, from the Silicon Valley yeah. Historical Association. Yeah. Okay, hold on a second. Let me, <laughs> let me shut down. Uh, I'm going I'm yeah. to mute everybody here in Zoom. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, thanks so much, uh, and I'll see you soon. When you grow up, you tend to get told that the world is the way it is, and your, your life is just to live your life inside the world, try not to bash into the walls too much, uh, uh, try to have a nice family life, uh, have fun, save a little money. Um, but life, that's a very limited life. Life can be much broader once you discover one simple fact, and that is everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you. And you can change it. You can influence it. You can, you can build your own things that other people can use. And the minute that you understand that you can poke life and actually something will, you know, if you push in, something will pop out the other side, that you can, you can change it, you can mold it, um, that's maybe the most important thing, is to shake off this, uh, this, uh, erroneous notion that life is is there and you're just going to live in it versus embrace it change it improve it make your mark upon it um, I, I think that's very important and however you learn that once you learn it uh, you'll want to change life and make it better because it's kind of messed up in a lot of ways um, once you learn that you'll never be the same again well, that ends this week's podcast. I want to thank you very much for your time. If you want to download my latest book for free or get access to coupons on my courses or learn more about my MBA degree program and much more, please visit haroonventures.com. Again, that's haroonventures.com. Thanks again for listening in.